0: John Cusack celebrates 2012, Kevin Smith takes on religion, and the wall comes tumbling down this week on 302010. Welcome to 302010, ladies and gentlemen, the Lazer Time Network's weekly pop culture time machine, taking you back 30, 20, and 10 years ago, hence the name of the show, hi. Uh, It's where we explore a single week in pop culture history across three decades, 1989, 1999, and 2009, from this recording. I don't know when you're listening to this, but... The week that we're recovering is November 8th to the 14th, and we will be talking to you about all the movies, TV, music, video games, and more that happened within that week time frame across three decades. It'll help you organize where you are. Hi, I'm one of yours, Chris Tizu whistles with me.
1: Uh, Diana Goodman. Whenever you see clips of me, you should play Scorpion's Winds of Change it. Oh, oh.
2: I have no cool.
3: idea what that means. Because it's me, Sarah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> 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 and uh, we can talk we'll talk a little about music later in the show. Um, and, but, of course, we have to start this one off with a really big bang, which I... It, it, I mean, it,
3: I think that the theme of the news in 1989 is freedom.
0: Look at it. Let it, it ring.
3: ring. Freedom. freedom.
2: Um,
0: I, and I was oh,
1: that should have been my reference instead of the scorpions. It should have been David Hasselhoff's light-up jacket.
0: I, <laughs> I, I remember I came home from school to watch my parents riveted by something that was on the news as if it were the space landing but I couldn't wait to tell them how I had the meanest substitute teacher (laughs) and her name was actually Miss Payne, because I'm nine. I'm nine, and it was the most important thing happening this day in history, but it was what, Diana?
1: Well, roll clip.
0: From ABC, this is World News Tonight with Peter Jennings. Reporting tonight from Berlin from the Berlin Wall specifically. Take a look at them. They've been there since last night. They are here in the thousands. They are here in the tens of thousands. Occasionally, they shout, Die muss weg! the wall must go. Thousands and thousands of West Germans come to make the point that the wall has suddenly become irrelevant. Something, as you can see, almost a party on. How do you measure such an astonishing moment in history? The East German government said tonight they were going to make more openings in the wall, at least a dozen more put bulldozers right through the wall so that more people could cross to the west. The East German communist leadership tonight said there'd be a new election law guaranteeing secret elections which the rest of the world could monitor. Wow, this wow, is,
1: wow, wow, wow. It,
0: it's one of those things that I forget that yeah. I live through because I remember my parents trying to explain it to me, and it's still pretty confusing. And I remember seeing news reports about people sneaking over from one side of Germany to the other, and it just seems like six generations ago Mm -hmm. I am so old yeah
1: yeah so this was pretty nuts Uh, November 9th uh, that's actually the broadcast from November 10th because November 9th this goes down in the evening Mm -hmm. in Berlin and every news every news company in the world puts somebody on a plane to Berlin to broadcast on the 10th because it starts as a fuck up, and that is the best part of this. Awesome. What happens is uh, the East German Communist government was announcing that they were going to loosen travel restrictions so people could travel a little bit more and you could get your visas and whatever. And East Germany to... having been split
0: up post World War II, uh, US right, and Germany was Russia. split
1: post World War II. You got East, which is communist, and West, which is capitalist. And then in Berlin, that's also split, but it's deep within East German territory. Mm. So there's this little island of West Berlin that's capitalist, surrounded by a communist country. Mm-hmm. And that became the big symbol of, like, we want to reunify or, you know, people escaping over to East Berlin because it's, you know, it's through the middle of a city. It's a lot easier than, like, sneaking to a major border.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And, uh, yeah, up to two weeks before this was the last time someone was shot trying to cross. Wow. That poor, poor bastard.
2: I
0: remember remember vividly seeing news reports of people hollowing out car seats and like, like uh, upholstering themselves in the seats to mm, get across. Like it just seems strange now, knowing if you know Germany as it's been the last thirty years.
1: Yeah. So there was a point where you could cross East and West Berlin fairly easily, and then in the sixties they put up this wall, and it freaked everybody out because they're like, "Oh my god, any minute now they'll roll into West Berlin and they'll kill everybody." Ah. And then so as they're loosening these travel restrictions, a uh, party spokesman named Gunter Schabowski is asked, hey, when are these uh, when are you going to loosen the travel restrictions again? And he said, uh, like right now, <laughs> instead of saying, like, well, go apply for your visa and we'll figure it out. And he's like, yeah, no, I guess you can go right now. And they're like, we can go to West Berlin. He's like, uh, sure.
0: I mean, there's a wow. wall on the way. We know a wall is impenetrable and stops uh, everything.
1: Yes. that's yeah. definitely So true. people just start. Walking up to the wall and being like, can I go through? And it takes a couple hours of the troops being like, uh, is this, let is me this, call somebody. Is this
0: a test, sir? <laughs>
1: <laughs> and finally, they're just overwhelmed. It's like there's thousands of people here. they yeah, it's they're fucking like, crazy. They do the right thing and not like start firing into the crowd. They just go like, uh, okay. And they just start opening the gates and being like, uh, yay.
0: Yeah, it's, it's such a bummer. I, I watched this. I remember watching it live. I remember people like just tearing down the wall by hand. And dancing yeah. around mm-hmm. and having no context for what was going on at all. Mm-hmm. But I'm glad I got to see it. But it wasn't my parents were like fucking moved because it was this is like their sure. lifetime.
1: Well, uh, yeah, I, it's just amazing. And and uh, we always thought there's going to be some sort of massive war between the uh, West and communism. Mm-hmm. And to just have it be like, shrug, I guess we're done now. Mm-hmm. And literally the next six months is not just like, OK, you can travel between East and West. It's like, OK, we should be one Germany again. Can we do that? The East is just sort of giving up on this. Just like, you mm-hmm. know what? Fuck it.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I don't want to anymore. Yeah, let's just be Germany again. Uh. Without
3: What's any fighting. It? Yeah. It's, it's nuts.
0: That's crazy. It is
3: crazy, though, when you go to Berlin, even now, like, the difference between the two sides is still pretty stark. Oh, yeah. It's still, like, yes. very interesting to see how both sides look developmentally. Um, there is a definitely a stark difference, for sure. I Yeah. Yeah, when I went there, I was uh, kind of shocked. Considering I was like, "This has been so long. This is probably fine now." Yeah. yeah, it was it was neat because I was
1: there uh, eight years, nine years later, nine years after the wall came down. Mm-hmm. And yeah, you could really tell the difference. And it's like from like a city planning point of view, it's fun because it's like, "Well, we have two separate subways, mm-hmm. we have two, <laughs> we we have two city halls, we have two orchestras, wow. we have two power companies." Okay. Wow. And you know figuring there's... out how to make all that knit back together. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Maybe we'll watch it's it uh, cool. go down with a Hong Kong and China. He grabs his collar. Ugh.
1: Maybe. But <clears> then <throat> according to, I have a friend who lives in East Berlin and who lived there at the time. And according to her, it was it was just a big drunken party. And then she went like two days later, walked over to West Berlin, bought some batteries and came back. Cool. <laughs> That's all she wanted was some double A's. Yeah.
0: <clears throat> well, I. I okay. I, in other news, while, while Germany is unifying, uh, Bruce Springsteen tells the E Street Band to take a hike.
3: Uh, and- <gasps> no freedom. <laughs> it's even worse. Another another cry of freedom.
0: Yeah, well, I he he I think it, in a genteel way, like, hey, you guys are free to pursue other projects. Like, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to be needing you on this this one. All right?
3: Go on, big man.
0: And it just seems odd.
3: <laughs> You're free
1: because I remember <laughs> what big
0: news it was. Because yes, my dad is a big Bruce Springsteen fan. When they re- reunited and have like been together ever since and it's they've been together longer than they were apart uh but used to be a big deal also speaking of breakups bulgaria ends communist rule on the 10th of november uh shout out to my aunt peppy full-on bulgarian
1: cool how you doing yep here's here's where the momentum is starting it's like the soviet union is really starting to fall apart in bits and pieces like the germans are going and now bulgaria is like we can have like open elections where you don't have to be in the communist party. Yes. And that's it. Again, it's just sort of a like shrug where it's like there was an election, but then that guy died and they weren't sure who was in charge and they just
3: sort of went, Let's just have regular elections, guys. The Soviet Union was like, Mr. Stark, I don't feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> was that cool, you guys? Yeah. Did I did it make sense? Yeah, it was, that was cool.
0: It was brought back after a five year jump. But um Yeah. Yeah, it's uh, it's it's just it's just odd. And on the 12th, Brazil holds its first free elections in the 1960s. The world is on this democratic upswing, and that only makes me depressed because of where we stand Democracy now.
3: is so hot right now.
0: <laughs> in, yeah. in 1989. Mm-hmm.
3: Not, yeah. Not well, right Brazil was
1: interesting because they were sort of transitioning out of the uh, military dictatorship, and so they elect this guy, uh, Fernando Collar de Melo, and uh, he doesn't actually stick around for too long. He resigns after failing to stop an impeachment trial. Oh.
2: Hints! Hmm. <laughs> Interesting.
0: I don't know. He probably didn't have Fox News defending him. Yeah. Uh, and yeah.
1: and now we've got a guy in Brazil who literally says, I love the dictatorship. Military dictatorship was the best time of my
2: life.
0: It's, I love it. I, I don't even know if I can go on with the show with how depressed I am, how different things are 30 years later. Because I think we're, <sighs> we're entering in this, this like unenlightenment period I never thought we'd see. The Dark Ages? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it, it, I mean, I guess every everything like expands and retracts, even even forms of justice. But like, it's just so odd. Like all over the yep. world, like if you're talking about Russia and Bulgaria and Brazil, these are just like non-connected parts of the globe, all unifying, unified in their thought. Mm-hmm. And it's the exact opposite now. <laughs> uh, everyone's electing yep. weirdos who are promising to murder people. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's it's yep. very very strange. Anyway, thirty twenty ten it'll usually go, doesn't do that.
1: It'll go back the other way, and then we'll be like, "Oh, this is like eighty nine again."
0: <sighs> yeah, we'll yeah.
1: be staying from our irradiated bunkers mm-hmm. because there's going to be bad times before then. But
3: still, we'll still be podcasting, though.
0: Yeah, if yeah. I had a kid, that's what I tell him. But uh, I, I honestly don't know. Uh, but but let's get to the, <laughs> the more chipper area of oh movies, movies of 1989 really november really
1: pale in comparison because yeah like chris was saying i remember <laughs> this and it was like this is all that was on every tv all everyone is talking about the idea of like we we just we won did we just win
0: we mostly yeah, yeah. won we
1: we're really close to winning this whole thing right now
0: you know you're you're right because uh this was chalked up as a win for the united states i forgot about that aspect of the berlin yep. wall Our way of life persevered, and yours didn't, and uh, I'm President John Lovitz, (laughs) and communism stinks. Uh, But the movie's like, Jesus, I don't know if it's just... November's normally more interesting than this, but I've never seen Hawks with Timothy Dalton and uh, uh, Anthony Edwards.
3: Goose?
1: I could find so little on this. It, i was kind of shocked except that i believe it is on youtube in its entirety but i couldn't find reviews <laughs> mm-hmm. i couldn't find ads
0: wow. i found a
1: brief write-up saying it's about two terminal patients in england who like bust out of the hospital to go to amsterdam to like get some hookers
0: okay uh okay also this week communion with chris walken Lindsay Krause, krauss, krauss uh, and francis sternhagen sternhagen who knows mm-hmm. uh you can yeah. correct me in the comments uh, staying Together. starting.
1: Aliens. No, Communion oh. is about aliens! Oh, that sounds ah. cool. i mean, into it is aliens. It's a big, big, big bestseller book about, oh, yeah. uh, like, the, the, the big gray aliens with the big heads. Right. It's a big part of where we get that image. Really? Uh, and then they made a movie kind of about writing it, and even the author disowned it. But, <laughs> like, a lot of people like it, because, I mean, it's it's very foundational in our it, way we imagine, you know, the big gray aliens. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and, and Spooky eyes Another movie I've never heard of But it has Sean Astin in it So I'm surprised I didn't see it uh, Staying Together With Stockard Channing And a Dermot Mulrooney And a bunch of other people I don't know
1: Yeah, tons of people in it Directed by Lee Grant It's like her last fiction film that she directed uh, She mostly does documentaries mm-hmm. And was blacklisted And she's a badass And she's over 90 And Lee Grant's cool and this is like a family drama about brothers and their fighting and their dad and it's got everybody in it. What the fuck?
0: Sean Astin is like five years off of Goonies. How is he how is he playing an adult in this? Um, no, he's not an adult. He's okay. one of the kids. So okay. he's like
1: a teenager.
0: Okay. All right. Let's hear the trailer. I sold the business. Just like that? Yeah, just like that.
2: Well, what about us? I think you took that well. Why don't you grow up? Travis? Somebody's going to get mad. The modern woman always has her lovers at her wedding. Can we talk about this later, maybe? You know, I've been thinking about that problem of yours.
0: Well, I've decided to help you with
2: it.
0: What the fuck? This, this, it's hard to believe somebody. Sean
1: Astin's getting laid. This isn't even a
0: movie because it just seems like this should be a (laughs) star-studded eight-episode Netflix series, whatever Mm -hmm. the fuck it is. Uh, family yeah. drama, flam, family drama. Who who needs this for 90 minutes? This next movie has an odd distinction in my life. Oh. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. It is the one movie I put on. This is another instance of me being at my friend's house whose aunt had a video store, and she would give us the sample tapes. So <laughs> to the, the things the studios would send her so she would buy the $90 VHS cassettes mm-hmm. and put them in her store mm-hmm. shelves. Uh, is because it had a curse word on it. Oh, dang. And Ooh. I want to see if James Earl Jones says it in the trailer, because like, at this point, I'm nah, nine, and cursing is forbid. It's not as cursy as you think. Uh, it has Eric Roberts, James Earl Jones, Sally Kirkland, and would go on to spawn four sequels, best of the best... When the East meets the West, when five American Mavericks take on the best of the East in a no-holds-barred grudge match, expect the wildest kind of action to break loose. Eric Welch is the American fighter, James Earl Jones is the coach, and Philip Free is the Korean-born master of our North, whose courage may yet snatch victory from the jaws of defeat. When the East meets the West, there can only be one best of the best. Dodge it's in a Cineplex Odeon. Right. Uh, so the, the line, the line, it's on the front of the box. A team is not a team if they don't give a damn about one another. Cool. And I was like, this thing says <gasps> damn on the box. Let's put it in, man. And and I don't remember why, but me and my friend Charlie, like, I think this is the greatest movie we've ever seen. <laughs> and, like, it, it's, I love this movie. <laughs> and I, I I went back and watched it again later, and like in like couldn't stay awake through it. Yeah. So it's no. odd that it had, but. I, the same could be said for Dances with Wolves. We'll talk about well, that yeah. in a few months.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> but uh, but uh, yeah, I really liked the movie at the time. The better fight,
3: it's ca- a car- it's karate, karate, like karate League It's it's
0: like a it's like a a higher budget Canon films kind of John Claude Van Damme kickboxer kind of kind of joint. Okay. Well, like just a little, yeah. a little uh, like the actors are all way better than they are martial artists. Okay, and. That's why we don't watch it anymore. A
3: lot of close-ups of feet and fists
0: yeah. flying. It looks what better, we... but it, like, it doesn't look very cool if you like fighting. Sure. Um, yeah,
1: what did we have just like a month ago that was the same thing of like American fighters mm. going to the East to fight yeah. Kung Fu guys? Yeah,
0: man. Kickboxer or whatever the fuck else Jean-Claude Van Damme had going on or anything else canon films had going on. Yeah, and uh, I don't know why I remember this movie semi-vividly oh man I mean I guess it's because like you know you're a little kid and like I understand this title
2: (laughs) Uh, I can read it
0: yeah Kevin Spacey Spacey, Kathy Baker Olympia Dukakis Ted Danson and Jack Lemmon in Dad everyone loves Dad
2: hello you beautiful people
0: you'll laugh and cry says Pat Collins and Rex Reed
2: says Dad (laughs) is full of life and joy
1: keeps coming into my bed at night when your father gets excited nothing is going to stop him
3: Oh, grow up.
2: Jack Lemmon, Ted Danson, Olympia Dukakis,
0: Dad, rated PG.
3: All right, this trailer is very misleading. <laughs> yeah.
0: Did you watch Dad? Yes,
3: I did watch Dad, y'all.
0: you're wow. so good at the show. I know, I'm very really good
2: it. The things you do for I know. this
3: show. Okay, so I have some questions. Mm-hmm. Has Wait, uh-huh. did you see it, Diana? I saw it many years ago. Yeah, okay.
0: I probably saw it on like cable a long time ago. My
3: first question is... Yeah. Why? (laughs) Why
0: why, why is Jack Jack Lemmon bald and horny?
3: Well, first of all, why did they old up Jack Lemmon and Olympia Dukakis (laughs) so much when Hmm. I'm sure there were some older actors that probably could have handled this, (sighs) but I mean, I am looking at Jack Lemmon... In old age makeup, he is in
0: old age makeup. In
3: Olympia Dukakis, yeah. in old age who is makeup, who was just in talking. And for uh, for whatever reason, Jack Lemmon in old age makeup, which includes a very not realistic bald cap, mm-hmm. looks kind of like Mr. Miyagi, <laughs> which was like very confusing <laughs> for me. I didn't
0: recognize him in the trailer, to be honest. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. it
3: took me like the whole time He's I was watching. It, I had to remind myself this is Jack Lemmon.
0: Jack Lemmon's one of the yeah. best actors by gum. Yeah. Well, he was Lemmon. in
3: his like mid sixties here. <laughs>
1: yeah and i guess he's now know be... people people used to look older earlier back True. in the day sure. but i still feel like mid-60s i mean yeah he's I mean, tom cruise's he
3: definitely doesn't look like
1: this. <laughs> yeah yeah that's Basically, a good
3: point i mean but so this movie is okay i liked half of it
2: Mm-hmm. It's okay.
3: super long though. Yeah. So the first half of the movie I think found to be very heartwarming and adorable. Basically Olympia Dukakis uh gets sick, has like a heart heart attack I think or or something that where she has to be in the hospital for an extended period of time. And so Ted Danson, their son comes and stays with um Jack Lemmon's character, his dad. And while she's in the hospital, he kind of has to teach his dad how to take care of himself because there's nothing wrong with him. Mm-hmm. Like cognitively, he just doesn't know Comes how from to a generation do things. Where he doesn't yeah, do shit. he like doesn't know how to do laundry, doesn't know how to cook for himself, or whatever. And so it's a very it's a very heartwarming, and I think. Uh, great without being uh, mawkish look at like a, a what young happens when you son. have to become your father's father yeah and like teaching him how to do stuff teaching him how to drive and stuff so then olympia dukakis comes home and jack lemon has like a new lease on life and she hates it and she's very because <laughs> she's like used to being in this role of taking care of him and she hates that then Jack Lemmon's character gets really sick and goes yeah. into a hospital and has to have some sort of a procedure. He has cancer. He has to have the procedure and that puts him in like a... a a stroke like stage where he's like this movie is so long so then he's like so then Ted Danson kind of has to break him out of the hospital against his doctor's wishes rehab him then he comes back and he's like super kooky now and he now it seems like he's he's like how
1: many movies is this it's a
3: million movies like the first (laughs) part of it is great I thought the second part of it is like what are we doing here guys and so then Jack Lemmon has this another new lease on life jesus he's christ like dressing in crazy clothing wanting to have sex with olympia dukakis a bunch Gross. like going on road trips and stuff and then ted danson is like i don't know he sometimes he calls me the wrong by the wrong name so then they take him to this the
2: psychiatrist,
3: <laughs> this psychiatrist <laughs> who's like he his life with your mother was so unpleasant that he split his consciousness. Oh my god. <laughs> into two. So, he's, so not- he's living a second life that's like a hallucination where his life is so good and fun. So it's
0: not Alzheimer's, it's a split <laughs> personality movie? <laughs>
3: or two (laughs) dimensions? I don't know what's happening. And then we
1: uploaded his consciousness into this computer (laughs) and we put it in a robot and now the robot's AI is confused because it got struck by lightning.
3: Yes, it was astounding. This was a Saturday morning doing laundry watch for me and... It was so long, and towards the end, I was like, what is going to... And then he just... And then he dies.
2: <laughs> oh,
0: oh, God. As if yeah. we were on enough of an emotional roller coaster, That's two trips to the hospital. Yes. Three trips, if you include Olivia yeah. little at the caucus. Yes. Uh, it was...
2: Oh, it holy was shit. A lot. And somewhere in there, Kevin is-
0: Spacey exists. Also,
3: Ethan Hawke <laughs> is there, too, no playing shit. the s- Ted Danson's son, trying yeah. to reconnect to his father. Oh, wow. It's a lot to take on. Would
1: it surprise you that this movie was made by the guy who created Family Ties? Because this sounds like
3: 18 episodes of a show. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm glad I took that bullet and watched it for you guys. And like I said, the first part of it with him, Ted Danson, who Mm -hmm. is. Always charming and everything. Mm-hmm. I love him very much. Mm-hmm. Teaching Handsome Jack Lemon, yes, <laughs> <laughs> teaching Jack Lemon how to do laundry and cook for himself, and he takes him out to play bingo. Wonderful, charming, love it so much. Dad and son reconnecting. After that, it just goes off the rails a little bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: Holy God! So I would
2: recommend.
3: Oh,
0: watching... I didn't know I'd want to hear about dad so much. Like, <laughs> well, like... Here you go. Oh my God.
1: <laughs> <sighs> Uh, oh, Sarah, you're the MVP of the week. That's, I took one for the team. You weaned right crazy. into that pitch and you took one for the
3: team. Thank you. Thanks.
0: That's yeah. fucking crazy. I, Man, got you all I, thought, back. I thought I would have the mind-blowing thing in the, the TV segment, mm-hmm. 1989, November 8th to the 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh it's a big week for me because mm-hmm. the comedy channel debuts. That is Yay! Warner Brothers HBO Yay. uh version of the comedy channel that would later uh merge with Viacom's Ha Network. Ha. Ha! Uh, because there were two failing comedy channels, and you have never (laughs) heard of any of the programming on either of them, save for one. Mm -hmm. Like, uh, that I I was looking up the promos, I didn't know that there was like the Higgins brothers in in Gruber, and it's like Dave Gruber Allen, and like, uh, they make it, like the the guy from Malcolm in the Middle and the wrong guy, and uh, Mm -hmm. it was awesome, Mm -hmm. uh, and a a PI movie, but the. There's one thing from the comedy channel's first year because it was only around for like a year or two.
2: Yeah,
0: uh, that has, it continues to exist, and it's one of the uh, it's one of the few things from this I have never seen And okay. so I went looking for it. Nice data, very strong. Let's see what it did to Joel. He's
2: you got a whole lot of Mystery, science, theater, three thousand. The experiment oh. begins with the robot versus the Aztec mummy.
0: Oh, I thought it said the Comedy Channel, but uh, that is the Comedy Channel promo for the first season of Mystery Science Theater three thousand. Wow! Which
2: I'm not
1: hadn't debuted that long ago.
0: No, it 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 only
1: TMA in Minneapolis.
0: That's it. Well, yes, it had been on in uh, Minneapolis for a year, and that's the second episode they're announcing as the premiere, not the Crawling Eye, which we all know is the original episode. Of course, of course, Uh, that's canon. That's that's Doctor Aaron Hartz. Why you don't hear Frank? uh, That's uh, Mm -hmm. J Elvis Weinstein. But uh, I'm not sure the channel would have any legacy or there'd be life in it at all if not for MST3K. Mm Because I don't think any of these shows made it into like a full two, three seasons Mm -hmm. other than this. Mm. And when I discovered Comedy Central, it was all Kids in the Hall, SNL, and MST3K. It was Comedy Central's only original thing. Mm -hmm. Uh, And and, and so I just think that starts here on cable for everyone. Comedy Channel, everyone. Uh, Speaking of com- what would eventually become the comedy channel, SNL mm-hmm. this week, but yeah. on NBC.
2: Mm-hmm. On,
0: on Saturday, the 11th.
3: Featuring Chris Everett with musical oh. guest the Eurythmics. Eurythmics. <laughs> nope, just Eurythmics. Oh, my bad. It's like Eagles. Yeah. There's, no the.
0: There's no the. There's no the in Eagles? No. Oh, my God. See. What? Yeah. I mean, I'll just say I'm quoting Big Lebowski. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, Chris
3: Evert, the uh, tennis star.
0: Tennis star. Star person. These are always the best episodes.
3: Yeah, sports <laughs> episodes, so great. But it features the classic commercial parody that I have heard you guys quote many times. Oh, does it?
0: I don't <gasps> even know what this is. Yes! Hold it. Is that what you're having for breakfast? Sure. Haven't you heard? Fiber is really good for you. Well, there's fiber, and then there's high fiber. Try this. Mm. Colon blow sounds delicious, but is it really higher in fiber than my oat bran cereal? Oh, I love this. Take a guess. How many bowls of your oat bran cereal would it take to equal the fiber content of one bowl of colon blow? Two. Guess again. Three. A little higher. Four. Keep trying. Five. No, you'll have to do better than that. Seven. Guess again. Eight. We'll give you one more guess. Oh, my God. Not even close. (laughs) It would take over 30,000 bowls. To eat that much, you'd have to eat 10 bowls a day, every day, for eight and a half years. (laughs) It's... A shitload of cereal emerging from literally, Phil Hartman's ass. It's, literally, it yes. is. It is one of the most elaborate commercial shots in uh, up to this point in SNL history. Yeah, yeah.
3: and so A gigantic pyramid of cereal. Yeah. I on. don't remember this commercial, like this episode of SNL, because I was four. Um, but <laughs> I do remember it. Parroting the the commercial that it is parroting, and that was I'm pretty sure for Total. I do you remember? So, yeah. right. And yes. it was yeah. yeah, it was kind of the same idea. You'd need to eat of like
0: five yeah. bowls of raisin bran equal right. all the fiber in one and bowl vitamins of
3: vitamins or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So when I saw this, I did not have a <laughs> glimmer of recognition for the actual sketch, but I was like, oh no, I remember this commercial that it was based on because that has a much longer. Life, so then. if
0: you want to make me laugh, just automatically, just yeah. send me a picture of Phil Hartman next to a box of Colon Blow. Yeah. His hair is a little high. He's got right. suspenders on. He looks very serious. Mm-hmm. And the cereal is just called Colon Blow. It's yeah. fucking great. I, I, I didn't find out about it until my my dad got me the SNL 20th anniversary book. And there's just a picture of it, and I, I still could, I could not stop laughing <laughs> at the idea of a serial called Colon Blow. It's still fucking funny. Mm-hmm. It's Now now it lives on as a, as a fucking skateboarding error. But, <laughs> uh...
1: <laughs> yeah. No, I remember we had this. They ran, like, one of those specials that was, like, just the SNL commercial parodies mm-hmm. during primetime, and I taped it, and I watched it, like, a bunch. And just... <laughs> the look on his face when he's like, wow, colon blow most have the most fiber on the market. Not
0: anymore.
1: Like, Not anymore. <laughs> like, the look of... Mon- this tiny look of fear and terror.
3: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> what? There's
1: now Super Coal
0: yeah. co- and It just looks like regular Coal and Blow, but burnt. And, yep. and it's, it makes me giggle so much. You know, uh, the
3: whole sketch is on YouTube. If you have not seen yeah. it, I absolutely recommend you check and it out. snl has
0: been pretty good with their commercial parodies. Yeah. It is It is up there and my favorite of all time. Mm-hmm. Uh, really, really is. Oh, my God. Right up there with Little Chocolate Donuts and Schmidt's Gay.
2: Oh. My favorite has to be Mom Jeans.
0: Mom Jeans is great. Mom,
3: Mom Jeans, Jeans, Jeans is my fave. And then also yeah. the one, and I cannot remember the name. I can never remember the name of it, but it's just the lettuce in the bag where you yes. put the mayonnaise in. Mm-hmm. And you shake it up.
0: You it would was put a taco too. inside of a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, taco Town. And uh, on the 12th a the ABC movie, Small Sacrifices, starring Farrah Fawcett and Ryan O'Neal. I mean, out. these
3: are our two... Of our biggest TV movie stars, yeah, people yeah. who are doing TV movies, and this—I'll let you play the promo, but I'm going to tell you afterwards what this is actually based on a true story, mm-hmm. and it is wild. So go ahead and play the promo. Who on earth? I just shot my
2: kids. Through. Could aim a gun. I need your help with a and shoot three small children. I don't want you to be a daddy. I just want you to love me. Farrah Fawcett. In her most challenging role, deviant sociopath. You be your mom.
0: A chilling true story of passion. I just could not get away from Diane and murder. I can't. Small sacrifices. A special two-part series, November twelfth and fourteenth. Small sac. It's about the uh, the toys that come to life. No, and, oh.
1: I wish. No, wow, this, this is, is harder to guess than like last week's that
3: had like the this movie's about date rape
2: right, title. Right. Right.
3: So, uh, oh god, and uh, the title is even grosser when you hear Human Shields. So basically, it's based on a true story of a woman named Diane Downs who had three children and claimed that she and her children were the victim of a carjacking, showed up to Uh-oh. a hospital with all three of her kids shot in the back seat and herself shot in the arm. One of her children died. One of them had a stroke as a result of their injuries, and the other one was paralyzed. She turns out she was telling a lot of different types of stories, and her stories didn't really make any sense. Long story short, she shot her children and claimed it was a carjacking, um, allegedly for the reason because she was having an affair with a guy who did not want children, and so she just wanted to get rid of them. But I understand. Yeah. And so, uh, it is it's so crazy. So who
0: does she Sarah still, Fawcett play? She
3: plays the mom. Oh my god. Yeah. And What and, do they wow. build up to this? Yeah, and so she's this woman is still in prison, as far as I know. She had a she got a life sentence plus fifty years. <laughs> so wow. I uh, they piled on for that. Um, she's been up for parole a couple times, but she was denied because she escaped from prison once. How do I know you're, you're not going to have, have more out. kids and shoot them? Yeah. Denied. Also, <laughs> the other insane thing is that her surviving children were adopted by the lead prosecutor in the case which Whoa. is that in the
0: movie or <laughs> yes it is
3: and it's also a real thing Shouldn't that happened be. which i don't understand how that That's is a real a, thing that yeah, happened yeah it's real disney it shit it's wow. really
0: we've uh... been on all these adventures together we might as well adopt you we'd <laughs> like you to come home with us that,
1: yeah. that sounds like the the backstory for something like the bone collector that we
0: have
2: <laughs> yes
1: sort of some sort of you know crime thing it's like his dark past it turns out i was adopted by the man who put my mom away. Also, shortly, me.
3: shortly, I, I...
0: Do they portray the kids know, as dicks in the movie? i never eat my vegetables, <laughs> mom. You'll never shoot no. me. You don't have the guts.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no. Unfortunately, cannot victim blame those children. Damn. But also another, like, weird cherry on top is that she, you know, of course, investigations and trials take a long time. So before she was convicted, she... Became pregnant again and had another oh baby who, you know, definitely got put up for adoption. Like,
0: yes. where's kind of Kevlar day?
3: Yeah. <laughs> it is just a wild, wild case. Oh my God. Yeah. Wow. So, she's seen anybody? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure you it could ask
1: Sounds write like to a her. very Florida
0: person. Yeah, I
3: think she's in the California uh, prison system right <laughs>
0: okay. now. Okay.
1: Okay. Yeah. I guess good on Farrah Fawcett for wanting to play someone so despicable. Right. Yeah. Like, wild. I can't. Most people would be like, Yeah, no, no, I'm not playing like the worst, most selfish, horrible human being ever.
0: What a weird story. And and if you didn't see the the trailer like we did with your eyes, she's, I don't want you to be the daddy, and Mm -hmm. she's fucking somebody. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, Mm -hmm. this is staring on ABC. Jesus. Okay. 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 Wild stuff. We going to close out 1989 uh, with a little bit of music. Uh, We have new releases from Felt, Me and a Monkey on the Moon as well as West Textures uh, from Robert Earl Keane and The Mind is a Terrible Thing to
3: Take. Oh, I get it.
0: (laughs) Oh, Ministry, you are the living end. (laughs) Uh, Oh, uh, but we'll close out with uh, When I See You Smile by Bad English, because it's number one, but uh, stick around, people. We have have one of my favorite movies of 1999 to talk about. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, bibbin. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby, you'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy. Come, my lady, come, come, my lady, you're my butterfly, sugar, bibbin. Come, my lady, you're my pretty baby, I'll make your legs shake, you make me go crazy.
0: Everybody find a girl with a lip ring and try and seduce her. Uh, it's for coming in with Crazy Town's butterfly.
3: <laughs> okay. I like this song. Oh no, it's it's
0: one of the best it, like <laughs> of whatever the ninth the late 90s music scene was of uh, melding genres together. This is an interesting song. And the video is very what dreams may come. It's very pretty. And I still own the own the CD that I won from a radio contest. Ooh. Did you ever win a CD in a radio contest?
3: No, you called no. in?
0: Yeah, I called in. I called in. I was I think I was working for a a An insurance company using a company truck and their cell phone. It was Mm. was very convenient to win radio contests. Because if you want to know, no one was entering those things. So I'd be like the first and third and sixth and now I'm the 20th (laughs) caller. And I get warped for tickets every year through the radio.
3: It's so funny because I was just watching a situation comedy that aired this year where the kids in the family were trying to win a radio contest. And I remember thinking when I was watching this, that's not a real thing that people do anymore. No,
0: no, that's but like not- for, for mm-hmm. Warp Tour every year, we didn't have the $22 to get Warp Tour tickets, yeah. so we would all try and win the radio contest. And mm-hmm. normally three of us would, mm-hmm. and we'd all have a pair Jeez. of tickets. Yeah, it happened every year. We almost never had to pay for tickets. Mm-hmm. And uh, because no one else is competing. But uh, did you ever get a? You never got a CD from a radio station? No. Because it has like a fucking hole punched through it to guarantee you can't oh, sell right. it back. Oh. And uh, I somewhere in this house I have a Crazy Town CD wow. that I cannot resell for any reason. Wait,
3: the hole is punched <laughs> through what? Because uh, you know, a CD the there's case. supposed to be a hole in the middle.
0: You son of a bitch! Uh. You son of a bitch.
3: <laughs> uh, it's
0: it's uh, like what do you? The spine? What's that little
3: yeah. thing on the? Oh, oh, left? oh it's got like a. A chunk taken out. Yes. Of it. Yes. I yes. have mm-hmm. bought like at a garage sale. I think I bought the Jim Blossom CD. That was obviously from a really? radio station. Oh, yep. that's
0: a really good. The first album with "Hey Jealousy" on yes. it. Yes. Yeah. So uh, the, 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 there's two different versions of it. I Ooh, have it the original. I like them. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, what is all this shit? <laughs>
1: oh, come oh, on. Oh, this is You're great. Not... I get to say it? Yeah. Do I get to say it? You're yes. such a jerk. And say it. Because okay. we have a Fiona Apple release. Hold on. Hell we'll
0: yeah. get to it because uh, there's a lot of other garbage <laughs> to get through. Affirmation by Savage Garden is also out this week, 1999. Wow. Uh, November eighth through the fourteenth. As is Faith Hill's "Breathe," wow. uh, "Rave Unto Joy," fan- "Rave Unto the Joy," fantastic by the artist formerly known as Prince Sugar by Tonic.
3: Oh, Tonic! That's uh, the one that's like, if you could only see the, the way she, she loves me, then maybe you would understand.
0: <laughs> uh, and then dubbed "Win the Pawn." The new Fiona Apple album. I would say the, the anxiously awaited second album from Fiona Apple. Mm-hmm. I don't remember anybody oh, like yeah. hitting as hard yes. as Fiona Apple did.
3: Wait, wait. Before you read it, I want you to read it like you're at a, a slam poetry. Oh, God damn it. Reading. Are you serious? Yes.
0: I, I, like So like not like Maya Angelou.
3: <laughs> either. Okay. Here's your choices. You can either read it like you're at a slam poetry <sighs> contest, or you can read it like you're singing uh, Bye Bye Miss American Pie by Dom McLean.
0: Okay. Uh, that, that I can do. <laughs> That I can do. I was That's...
3: Hoping, like, beat poetry, like, i get my bongos out, man.
2: I'll, I'll,
0: I'll shift back and forth. Because okay, okay. I, I believe the, the title of this album is technically over 100 words long. And all the words are on the front of the album. They're just mm-hmm. very yes. small. Uh, when the pawn hits the conflicts, he thinks like a king. What he knows throws the blows. When he goes to the fight, and he'll win the whole thing. I'm doing dolomite now. <laughs> Before he enters the ring. There's nobody to batter when your mind is your might. So when, when you go solo, you hold your own hand. And remember, the depth is the greatest of heights. And if you know where you stand, then you know where you land. And if you fall, it won't matter, because you'll know that you're right.
3: Ooh. By Fiona Apple. I feel and like somehow... I just listened to a Closing Argument by Johnny Cochran. <laughs>
0: Uh, watch the watch, my Dolomite. One of our greatest name.
1: trial attorneys. Oh. Uh, I love Dolomite is my name. I got a couple of different people asking me, "Do you watch Dolomite is my name?" I'm like, "Bitch, yeah."
0: I've watched it twice. It's the best. Uh, Come on,
1: it's Black Ed Wood.
0: Yeah, man. Yeah, with, with a with a wonderful. better and real Eddie ending. Murphy.
1: R-rated Eddie Murphy for the first time in like 25 years.
0: Nice. Brother, don't nobody want to see Cornbread Earl and me. Just don't don't put that in details <laughs> <laughs> <Don't. laughs> Smooth by Santana is still. Number one. A little bit of news to bring you into the world of 1999. I, oh, tried find, <laughs> I tried to find
1: That song didn't. I tried to find more
0: information on this, but Amazon has announced it will now sell more than just books, branching out cool. into games, CDs, and uh, movies and software, etc. small items
3: on the internet? Mm, yes, on the internet. Eventually branching out to the thing I buy the most on Amazon, which is cat food. <laughs> 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 which I buy through my refrigerator, I use the touch screen on my I, refrigerator. I have
0: taken a lot of <sighs> risks. We are in
3: a weird, weird timeline. When your
0: lady leaves you and takes all the furniture, mm-hmm. you got to take some weird risks, mm-hmm. uh, especially when you make podcast money. Mm. And you order furniture off Amazon, and you must be very careful, yeah. because sometimes your $20 entertainment center shows up in a box that says three-tiered shoe rack. <laughs> and and <laughs> that was not in the description.
3: Yeah, I mean, I've bought some clothes off of Amazon, and I'd say it has a fifty-fifty hit rate.
0: I bought my yeah. Halloween costume there. Uh, my, you saw it. Oh, I seen it. Uh, who framed Roger Rabbit?
3: Ooh, it's frightening.
0: It's actually just say Roger Rabbit. It doesn't have the whole cast on it. <laughs> right, so I bought my Roger Rabbit outfit, and it it seems like if like. If a giant were to blow on me, that shit would disintegrate. Yeah, like, it
2: was pretty. Like, yeah.
0: how, why did why did the gloves seem bootlegged? Just get a glove. Like, you could use a dish glove to have the yeah. yellow glove. This is awful. Anyway, anyway, uh, movies: ninety ninety nine, uh, November eighth to the fourteenth. The Empire and the Assassin <laughs> with Gong Li and Zhang Feng Yi is out, and we. Yeah, hey, you pretty much got that. Yeah, Emperor and the
1: Assassin is a big costume uh, romance with a little bit of action and a lot of politics and stuff and it's very very pretty mm. and it was Ooh. the most expensive movie china had ever made at the time costing wow. a whopping 20 million dollars whoa whoa
0: yeah uh and uh, jesus a movie i've never heard of bridget fonda hart Bachner, it, uh Kiefer sutherland in the breakup uh, no just breakup not the aniston movie just yeah breakup. i hadn't
1: heard of this either but it sounds it kind of, it sounds an awful lot like Double Jeopardy with Ashley Judd, where mm. it's like, they think she killed her husband, but maybe she, but she says she didn't. And maybe it's a frame up. Hmm. Question mark. Okay.
0: She sure did. And uh, um, uh, also out this week. Wow. Holy shit. Look at this cast. Vanessa Williams, uh, Fredo Star, Clifty Collins Jr., Sarah Gilbert, Robert Richard, uh Rosario Dawson, Judd, Nelson Forrest Whitaker, and Usher Raymond in Light It Up. Everybody's listening.
2: What do you have to say?
1: CNN.com. This all began because of the conditions of our school. We are not gang members as we've been portrayed.
2: Two, students must have a textbook for every subject. Three, fix the window. Four, repair all all leaks. Five. Establish a career day. Stephanie Williams, National oh, Dean's List. A bad air day. <laughs> First 10 minutes, you made up in your mind who we were. Hey Michael, check this out. Look, 20th Century Fox presents Usher Raymond, Forrest Whitaker, Rosario Dawson, Judd Nelson, and Vanessa L.
0: Williams. What did we do it for?
2: You stood up and you hyped up this whole city. Yeah! I wow! Wish I
0: hadn't... Givens part of it away but i don't think we've had a more 1999 clip than sarah gilbert saying to type out to www.cnn.com <laughs> while dmx goes uh <laughs> oh, sorry it was more tim allen than dmx <laughs> 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 yeah.
1: so uh, light it up it's not great but i like it as like a different take on a dangerous minds type thing and mm-hmm. that it's focused on the students doing yes. something about their situation yeah. instead of having a savior teacher come in and inspire them. Like they're already pissed off and they have a good teacher in Judd Nelson. And like, well, he complains it's... about how the school's got no books and shit and, and he gets in trouble and they're just like, fuck this noise we're protesting. And then things get out of hand and they end up holding officer Forrest Whitaker hostage. I wanted wow. to see
0: this cause it, it reminded me of one of my favorite films ever. The loosely banned over the edge. Starring oh, only yes. Matt Dillon, uh, about the the kids who are all moved out to the suburbs and promise a bunch of shit, and eventually hold their parents and teachers hostage in the school hmm. until they get the things they were promised as students and children. And it's and then they light it all on fire and break the whole well, town. Yes. the story
3: and, of the millennials. Uh, and
0: it's it's yeah. I own the soundtrack on vinyl. It ends with Ooh wow. Child. It's one of the it's I fucking mm-hmm. love that movie. Got it's got two cheap trick songs in it and an it's so good, hmm. over the edge. Yep. And I thought this was like a spiritual successor to that something mm-hmm. where the kids take the power into their own hands and. Take, take a little bit of, uh, what would you call it, um, altruistic revenge on the mm-hmm. people who... Yeah, uh, they
1: hassle the man. They
0: hassle That's the man. That's what you're
1: supposed it. to do. Hassle the man. That's what kids so, are. Like, to do. So, like, it's that great. I mean, I really, I wish it were better because then it would be, like, a real standout in this whole genre. But it kind of already is because it does something different. It's not about white savior teacher. It's about the kids being like, you... Oh, no, we know this is fucked up and we're pissed about it. And it's, like, Usher's first, like, leading role?
0: I, I don't know that he has another one. He
1: hasn't one. had a lot. He hasn't really had a lot. And it's too bad. I think he's a, a okay-ish actor.
0: I think I, I'm waiting for he's him got to grow. a him. lot of charisma. I'm waiting for his head to grow. So, <laughs> so it's been a little tiny. I just, just, <laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm yeah, sure I'll so find it's... out how that was racist uh, once the show is live. But uh, also out oh. this week, Anywhere But Here?
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: Susan Sarandon. Oh, women
1: and gay men love this
2: movie. Natalie yes. Portman.
0: Uh, and why do I remember it? I don't. Uh, I need a, the I need the trailer to refresh me.
2: You look like you two. No, it's no,
0: Twentieth Century Fox presents Susan Sarandon, Natalie Portman.
1: Is
3: that garbage? Did they throw out that furniture? Don't scratch the car.
0: In the story of a
2: mother and a daughter. We're like sisters. Holding on. I want to
3: go to college
2: back
0: east. Over my dead body. Okay.
1: Letting go. I want to be on my own and you on your own.
0: And the life in between.
2: She is the reason that I was born.
0: Anywhere but here. Rated PG-13. Does does Natalie Portman get pregnant in this? (sighs) What?
3: Okay, Um, I think I'm running to... Because I believe I read the book by Mona Mm -hmm. Simpson and I'm pretty sure... I think I might be running two things together. I remember very much enjoying mm. the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I do feel like the book, though, has some rough, very rough stuff in it that the movie kind of glosses over. Mm. And I remember being kind mm-hmm. of um, both glad that the I didn't have to see what the book portrayed, but also being like, okay, well, this is kind of an important thing. But yeah, the story is that is that um, Susan Sarandon is kind of a flighty mom Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. Natalie Portman plays her very straight laced daughter who's trying to you know study and get good grades and go to an Ivy League school and her mom just wants to move them to LA and have a life of stardom
0: it it should go Natalie Portman looks 11 years younger than she is right now because she's (laughs) been in the Phantom Menace this year playing a queen and she looks like a legit Mm -hmm. like preteen how the fuck did she do that how did she do that she's just got
3: nah. one of those faces I
0: don't know. Mm. and uh that was not oh creepy, but huh?
1: do you know what i just looked at the whole cast list and realized we have a diehard reunion with what? bonnie bedelia and returning champion hart bachner
0: wait who's Yay! hart bachner and diehard
3: hans booby
1: oh
0: hans booby <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
3: wait, wait wait is he the cocaine guy yeah. Okay. Oh, okay.
0: Yes. I thought die he was, Hard. I <laughs> thought he was the, the blonde, <laughs> the blonde dude. Uh, that no, would be great no, no. if he was credited in the credits as Hans Booby. No, no, no.
3: He's, <laughs> He's the the
0: guy who says Bubby. Hans Booby.
3: He's cocaine guy. Cocaine guy. Day, yeah. Die Hard. Okay, great. God, I want to play it.
0: cocaine guy in a movie. <laughs> uh, method the fuck out of that. Uh, also He's out done. this week: ugh, uh, Dustin Hoffman, Faye Dunaway, John Malkovich, and Mila Jovovich in *The Messenger*: the story of Joan of Arc.
2: Give me an army I'll save France from her enemies At 16, she convinced the king With half of France in the hands of the English What have I got to lose? The other half And inspired an army Does she even know how to ride a horse?
0: She knows 500 years later, her passion is still changing history
2: Let all those not me!
0: The Messenger, the story of Joan of Arc, rated R. Okay, good. I Ooh. thought this was going to be uh, Mrs- Mr. Jovovich directing it, but it's Luca Passant.
3: So this is nope. a big mm. year for Joan of Arc, because didn't mm. we also, earlier in the year, had the Lily Sobieski TV movie, Joan mm-hmm. of Arc? Mm-hmm.
0: Joan of Arcadia is yep. probably on the air.
3: Joan of Arcadia is coming in a couple years. I'm Probably actually about like mm, five years. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah. So we got Luke. Luke Basson
1: comes off The Fifth Element, which you know made a mm-hmm. whole bunch of money, and it's got Mia Jovovich in it. Mm-hmm. And I, I guess he decides well, now's my chance to roll the dice and make the big historical epic I've always wanted. <sighs>
0: Whoops! Today's. Whoops! Today's. You misread.
1: Yeah. 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 It's got like some good parts in it. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's some kind of interesting things. Uh, I remember one scene. I want to say it's Dustin Hoffman is like interrogating her and being like. Oh yeah, you Found a sword in a field, huh? Yeah, I guess God put it there. Maybe, mm-hmm. maybe this happened, and it's just like little versions of all the ways that a sword could just end up in a field for some girl to find. That doesn't involve like God and angels and stuff. Like, could just be some guy You just dropped it.
2: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: well, that was an interesting way of doing that.
3: Mm-hmm. But I don't know. Have so Joan of Arc is my patron saint. I was. Com- confirmed catholic Mm -hmm. we'll talk about that more Mm -hmm. when we talk about the next movie but um (laughs) when you are if you don't know when you're roman catholic and you are confirmed you have to choose a patron saint and so joan of Mm -hmm. arc is my patron saint mine's mr t Uh, cool Mm -hmm. if i had to
2: redo it a good pick i mean
1: she's,
3: she's a tough teenage girl who kills people for god yeah and she also that's cool was you know had to dress and act as a man for a while, which I'm very yep. into.
2: The the,
0: hair, the haircut Mila into- Jovovich has in this film, I've only seen on a... a- the, the character Ben Stiller played in his uh, movie in Tropic Thunder. Uh, simple Jack. Simple Jack. It's, simple it's a Simple Jack. Jack haircut. I'm
3: sorry. I am very attracted to Mia jo- Jovovich that's, in this haircut I and know, suit of armor. I do know. I am that's a
0: weird one. Here the for The tight it. bowl cut.
3: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. She's kind of rocking what Kristen Stewart is rocking right now, actually. What? Yeah.
0: <laughs> mm. Yeah. Oh, uh, but
3: so I watch a bunch of Joan of Arc stuff. And mm. this one, I remember watching it being very attracted to Mia Jovovich mm-hmm. and then that's mm-hmm. basically all I remember of mm-hmm. this one. Did yeah. make a huge impression.
1: Yeah, it's tough. Like I've seen I've also seen a bunch of movies of Joan of Arc and you know, each one has its good parts and each one has its bad parts. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think I've ever seen one that's like, well this has me all the way through okay, Passion of Joan of Arc, the uh the silent film. Mm-hmm. That's I think the only one that grabbed me. But that's only it's only a little chunk of the story. It's not like the whole story. It's just the end part. Mm-hmm. It's supposed to be the whole story. And I don't know if any of them are really just like 100% I'm, I'm along with
3: it the whole way. It's one of those weird stories. And I feel like there is a laser time topic in here of like stories that you just show. can't get right.
0: Mm. We just cannot
3: mm. tell. There's been no good telling of this yet.
0: Don Quixote.
3: Yeah, exactly. Don Quixote <laughs> yeah. is exactly what I was thinking of. But I think Joan of Arc is an, also another Topic that is like rife, you know, it's ripe for the storytelling and it has all the elements that I think could make it very successful. Nobody
0: would go forward with that without making a television show, and that would satisfy most people who wanted to hear Joan of Arc's story. They don't, you don't want Mm -hmm. to see a 90 minute condensed version of this person.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. Uh, You you want to see a a series, and uh, yeah.
1: It's, yeah, it's very yeah, I think that would be the way to do it: is make her be a character in a larger. It's just like 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 the, like the Tudors or like Vikings, where it's like you're yeah. compressing and pushing around history, but you're pretty much following it generally. Mm-hmm. But you're you're filling in some of the details of sex and violence to keep people watching. Yeah, I don't, I don't sure.
0: because because this woman's life was so short mm-hmm. but so big. Mm-hmm. Like it's just mm-hmm. how do you condense that to two hours or right. worse, three and a half hours? Mm-hmm. Like, blech, uh, do a show. Yeah.
3: Well, and it's hard. I mean, it, anytime you're talking about saints, it is a loaded topic because you do have to talk about the miracles that they have performed and the Catholic Church's weird way of... Um, Moving around pedophiles? Well, <laughs> yes. I mean, we always have to talk about that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> hey, pulling my collar. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's... <sighs> It's a great story. I just wish that Hollywood would do
0: it better. Mm.
3: And also, I do have yeah. to recommend the Joan of Arcadia, the uh, the television program, because it's just fun and wonderful.
0: I recommend Bill and Ted: Excellent Adventure. She's in that, isn't okay. <laughs> she? We all recommend things. It's um. fine. <laughs> Hey,
1: you know who's a good priest who cares about people? George Carlin. George Carlin. You're goddamn right he does. He gave us Buddy Christ. I am looking at my Buddy Christ Christ. figure right now.
0: I have one, too. Uh, I bought it from viewaskew.com before Kevin Smith uh, dismantled that for his podcast network. But... This is kind of my favorite Kevin Smith film.
3: Oh, it's definitely my favorite.
0: I mean, well, a lot of people wow. would say Chasing Amy.
3: Ugh. <laughs> I gotta go Chasing...
1: I think Chasing Amy is his best film. What? I don't know if I can say it's my favorite, but I think it's his best.
0: Well, I think, I, I think <laughs> it's his really? most respectable film. What? Yeah, then, like, as a
1: conventional film... Yeah, yeah that's it this, oh this
0: this guy can do either this or jay and thing. silent
1: bob are the most kevin smith movies that kevin smith has ever kevin smithed well oh, this
3: wait, is but, wait, why why do you say that though i feel like this is the most kevin smithy movie there's so much pontificate well that's in every movie i guess pontificating no pun yeah. intended i think this, this is <laughs> this is
0: him reaching his kind of apex like he doesn't that really i agree. absolutely understand agree how to use that. a lot of cameras and whatnot but it's a. Uh, it's a delightful tale.
3: Oh, the lore behind this is that he wrote this script like years and years yeah. before he started. He just was waiting to be a better filmmaker before he actually made it Yeah, and had money.
1: I wish
0: he was a better filmmaker when he did make it because there's some of this shit that's yep. like, this is really ugly. Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. Yeah. This is a deeply flawed film. We have not even said the title of oh, it. We have not.
0: Uh, and we will in a moment after I read off the cast. Okay. Uh, George Carlin, Chris Rock, Alan Rickman, Kevin Smith, uh, Jason Mewes, Jason Lee, Selma Hayek, Lynn Fiorentino, Matt Damon, and Ben Affleck in Dergma. Dogma. What do a single white female, two prophets,
2: just so far the far sky, you know, the 13th Apostle? Oh, that sucks. And let me guess, the 14th Apostle have in common? They're all trying to stop two fallen angels from destroying all existence.
0: <laughs> Outstanding work! Dogma. You knew Christ.
2: No, for the only twelve bucks. Later,
0: dog. That's right. That was the N word. Yes, <laughs> the real version. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, and I cannot believe, like, none like when we talk about passion, the Christ, that people were up in arms about this.
2: Oh, because
0: yeah. it's like it's deeply yeah. adherent to the principles and rules of like the Bible. It just like elaborates on a couple of things. Mm. And and like you should be. They're talking about us. Yeah. Mm. No one's ever going to talk about you or make a movie about that that kids are going to want to see.
3: Well, something that's important to note is that the controversy that was surrounding it was mainly drubbed up by the Catholic League, not by the Catholic Church itself. The Church itself did not make any statement about this movie. Um, It's the Catholic League run by um, something, Donahue. Mm -hmm. I can't remember his first name. Phil. But he, no. no. <laughs> no. I want to say Richard Donahue, but I don't know. But anyways, he's the one that was like up in arms about everything and made such a big stink about it. Before he even saw it, he read the script that was leak on, leaked <sighs> online and that wasn't even the final version of the script and then made a big, huge stink about it mm-hmm. and really was a huge boon to the movie because it made more people want to go see it.
0: I would say not yep. just that. And I, I did not – Further research this mm-hmm. But uh, we talked about this I think in like uh, What was it Like defunct companies We did a laser time episode Just because we watched We go see Halloween last year And like mm-hmm. I haven't seen a Miramax logo In like 10 years mm-hmm. Why now? Mm-hmm. Uh, why am I seeing this now? Because this Obviously this is supposed to be A Miramax movie Following Clerks And Chasing Amy mm-hmm. And yeah. uh, the Weinsteins Produced it And Disney said No Too controversial And this is the first time In my life I heard the words Lionsgate Who the fuck is Lionsgate? Uh-huh. And uh, and I'd never heard of them before, and I was watching a ton of movies. I'd never mm-hmm. seen their logo. I'd never seen their name. So I have to think they and Li- Lionsgate owns owes a ton of their success mm-hmm. who would go on to like produce Mad Men and the Hunger Games and a bunch of other stuff I would never watch uh, to Dogma because I, I don't I think most legitimate studios wouldn't touch this after mm-hmm. Disney let it go. right. And well, uh,
1: that that was the thing is that Disney had bought Miramax while this was in production. Right, and had to release it, mm-hmm. but it's technically a Disney movie. It was two two movies that that uh, they were in, became big things: Dogma and Priest. And Priest is a much right. smaller film, which is about uh, a a gay priest mm-hmm. dealing with his his inner guilt and stuff. And it's not that it's like people were uh, the people thought maybe there's graphic stuff in it, but it's it's like Dogma, where it's no, it's just that it's being talked about it all, it makes people freak out and worry right. and stuff.
3: Well, and there's really, oh man. So I rewatched, I watched this when it came mm-hmm. out, um, but I remember, mm-hmm. so when this, this a thousand times. when this came out, I mm-hmm. was in deep with the Catholic church. I was Ooh. going through my CCD classes to become confirmed. I went to a Catholic school. So I was at, in a Catholic church twice a week, plus going to a Catholic school. So, but I was also feeling the stirrings of like, i some of this doesn't feel right to me. Like mm-hmm. a lot of this I don't really get or I'm questioning or I just don't, it doesn't jive with my views on spirituality and what a loving God is like.
0: How and... often can my husband hit me? <laughs> Tell me that again?
3: Unlimited, apparently. Just kidding.
0: The um, stick mustn't be longer than a meter. Okay, well that's just, that's you
3: <laughs> You're Now you're confusing all your old-timey things. Sure. Sure. <laughs> and so I remember watching it once during this time period and then kind of getting nervous about watching it like i think a lot mm-hmm. of my catholic compatriots understand that feeling and i think we talked about a little bit in the religious horror episode that we did last year of laser mm-hmm. time where like just the idea of exposing yourself to something that is critical of your religion or critical mm-hmm. of or or blasphemous quote unquote kind of opens mm-hmm. you up to oh god oh god what am i doing what am i getting into here you mm-hmm. know and so it definitely made me nervous as a kid i went back and revisited it and now i'm like oh man baby sarah yeah. why are you so scared of
0: it, this it's, it's actually pretty yeah. this is actually well, bizarre as far as far as like a bunch of other yeah. movies i hate like stigmata and mm-hmm. end of days it, it adheres rigorously to catholic dogma yes and like uses that as its yep. basis of rules and if you don't know that the movie might seem a little. I was raised Catholic too. I got dunked.
3: Well, and that was. Uh, <laughs> were you confirmed? I
0: don't know what the fuck that means. It's okay, all when well I was then like a baby. You weren't. Like I, like yeah. I don't. Did I, you
3: have to go confess your priest to a child? I ate those shitty chips. Your, <laughs> sins to a uh, priest. Uh, yeah,
0: of course, at some okay. point, but I lied.
3: Well, yeah, no. we all did because you're nine. Ooh. What sins do you have? I
0: was masturbating to someone who wasn't you, <laughs> 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 priest. Uh, yeah. Hey, look, someone's got to do it. I'm falling on yeah. a grenade for my friends. Yeah.
2: you're just the prettiest out of all of them
0: always the Uh, bridesmaid never the bride of christ uh,
1: yeah no No, with anything with like religion i always think like if you're worried that a movie is going to shake your faith your faith's kind of weak or deserves shaking your faith sucks like like, who's going to be convinced that no let's kill all catholics by this stupid movie like that's not going to ever happen so unless the threat is let's kill all blanks then i don't fucking
2: care this is a a
0: mainstream movie and this movie doesn't work without faith like it might be hard for you to watch if you aren't familiar with this at all what you hold true on earth, I'll tr- hold true in heaven. What? That's the basis for everything that's happening in the movie? Because George yeah. Carlin well, <laughs> agrees to absolve everyone's sins? Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, <laughs> right. I mean, and that's one of my big complaints about this movie is they do explain everything to you. And mm-hmm. I appreciate that. But it gets kind of repetitive for me because it's like... It, it's all based on the character of Linda Fiorentino as being like a regular person. And they're always like, okay, so these angels are going to go do this thing. And she's like, Oh, come on. There aren't angels. Like, no, there are. And then a scene later, it's like, okay. And if they walk through the door, they get to go to heaven and uh, that will ruin God's divine plan. Oh, come on. There's not really a divine plan. And it's like, stop rolling your eyes and saying no, after you've seen all this miraculous <laughs> shit, just yeah. go with it. You see, Ellen that- Rickman showed up in your bedroom in a, big thing of fire and yes. he has
0: no dick and just you know it now roll
1: with it man took you to a, res- Stop a mexican
3: restaurant
0: restaurant <laughs> mexican i could bring tequila yes. yes Yeah. i, I, I love mean, chris rock talking about like virgin mary just you think two people were married and never got down mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. what are you talking about i'm talking about Jesus' brothers and sisters and i remember that being written about like Jesus' brothers and sisters like why not imagine well like what why not, why not? actually
3: this Comes up in a, another uh, a movie that we're actually going to talk about mm-hmm. in two thousand nine, but um, the Virgin Birth actually refers to Mary being conceived without sin, mm-hmm. and she is the Immaculate <laughs> Vessel. So, so Joseph oh, was a regular
0: right. Johnny that's Apple the sperm.
3: Yes, that's the Immaculate. <laughs> yeah. Swinging
0: his dick around <laughs> could be. Yeah. We don't know. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah, but I mean, I really the. So when I sat down to watch it again now, mm-hmm. um, as an old lady. I, who is much more mm, solid in my faith or lack thereof, mm-hmm. I kind mm-hmm. of started to, I went into it with kind of like an eye-rolly feel of like, oh great, another like smug white dude talking about how mm-hmm. dumb religion is, blah, 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 really we're never. all very stupid. That is not what this is. I think Kevin Smith
0: takes his love of comic books and like puts it on Catholicism.
3: And I think he takes his, <laughs> raising, being raised Catholic, which he was, mm-hmm. and... It's just so much How can it... I find a
0: loophole to make like to, right. to bring down heaven, which is what with the rules that the Bible presents, and he did.
3: It's not the rules he, that the Bible presents; it's the rules that the Catholic catechism right. presents, sure. which is not the Bible. But the idea that the Catholic Church is infallible, and mm-hmm. therefore anything that you know the Pope says in his papal bulls are mm-hmm. like you know comes down is infallible. Blah blah blah. It's it's just the idea that dogma is a set of rules in a religion, and that any cal- any person who's grown up Catholic has had this thought of like, well, what if you do this? And it's kind of this idea of like, well, how do you... Maybe I could get around this. And technically, I'm not breaking the rule, but maybe I am. I mean, I remember learning about taking communion and the idea that it's a transubstantiated Christ. And so... Uh, I was a Eucharistic minister at one point, and so I was told that if you give the host to someone, the Eucharist to someone, and they spit it out or immediately throw up, you have to pick up that host and consume it. Because it is actually Christ, and you can't just throw it away. Like, these sorts of, like, rules and stuff are just didn't come from God or Jesus, as I recall. Seemed kind of arbitrary and based yeah. on uh,
0: mortality and all that stuff.
3: Yeah, and so I love the the ultimate message of this, I think, which is like, these rules and, and loopholes... Thou shalt never
0: watch new episodes of The X-Files. They right. are inferior. <laughs> <laughs> I
3: mean, that we cannot go along with. But the idea that these like rules and loopholes and everything... If your faith is built on trying to get around a loophole of, well, I can't eat meat on Fridays, but what if it's 12.01 on Thursday night? And then can I still eat... It- that's not real faith. And the, That's not a real and thing. This, the
0: basic story of dogmas, Ben Affleck and Matt Damon, who and Matt Damon, who I think only had like a cameo in chasing Amy. Mm-hmm. But Ben Affleck had been around since Mall Rats. Mm-hmm. Were rogue fallen angels who wanted to get back in heaven but are also pretty mischievous and mm-hmm. literally named Loki. Mm-hmm. And uh yeah. and Jason Lee is the devil, who is right. and is awesome.
3: No, he's and, not the mm-hmm. devil, he's a demon.
0: He's a demon, sorry.
3: Mm-hmm. He's a demon. And
0: he's got a great speech yep. in the film. Mm-hmm. God damn. I, I don't know. like I really I really dug this this movie. I thought it was very clever. Mm-hmm. And I still do. Yeah. And-
1: well, I guess, I mean, at the end, it's a road movie, mm-hmm. you know, because it's about, uh, what, Jay and Silent Bob and Linda Fiorentino and eventually Selma Hayek they pick up too. And Alan Rickman and Chris Rock, everyone trying to rush to New Jersey to stop these angels from going in this church because then they'll have basically a papal indulgence or whatever. And they will get into heaven, which will contravene God throwing them out. And then the universe will be destroyed. So ragtag group on the road. Very episodic that way, Mm -hmm. and some episodes hit and some do not. True. Mm -hmm. Come on, they're gagging. Poop monster.
0: The gold not needed.
1: I
3: could have done without that.
0: I just don't think Kevin Smith was equipped to film that. That was a very (laughs) very big special effect. It should be done. It happens at the end of the movie when you're kind of ready to wind things up. And and I I, I've watched it with the commentary. I've watched the the DVD has more deleted scenes than it does movie, Mm -hmm. and they're all they all have individual (laughs) introductions. So I know. The only thing I have not been able to find information on, and I saw Kevin Smith say this in one magazine, the movie was supposed to star Ginny Garofalo, mm-hmm. who was in the movie for five huh. seconds. Mm-hmm. And uh, the studio demanded Linda, Linda Fiorentino, who is coming off The Last Seduction. She was kind of a hot thing. She's in Men mm-hmm. in Black. And
3: I just mm-hmm. wanted her to be more a tyranny this whole time, yeah. honestly.
2: <laughs> yeah. I was uh, like, every... Yeah, yeah I just
3: and really Ke- felt like that would have been better. Kevin
0: Smith in a magazine, I think, hinted at the deep... Like, I'll never, ever, Ooh, ever yeah. work with her again. Mm-hmm. Never.
3: She's very and difficult. She's
0: the only Allegedly. one who's, like, never been in anything Although... Kevin Smith. And I love that Chris Rock was, like, he, he was, like, on the ascent after Bring the Pain. And, like, what do you want to do? And he didn't want to do something shitty. He's, like, I want to, do this. I want to be in a Kevin Smith movie. Mm-hmm. That was his choice. Like, I don't think Kevin Smith went to him.
3: Has... Linda Fiorentino made any comments about her so. experience on the movie?
0: I don't think so. I, it, like, mm. if, I just, I'm just. always his skeptical. Thing, if you've seen Kevin Smith's thing on Bruce Willis, and like some of this, like, yes, it is Bruce Willis being a dick, but it's also like he's a professional actor and you do not know what you're doing. And Linda Fiorentino might have had that same experience.
3: Well, mm. I. anytime anyone describes a female actress mm. or a female person in Hollywood or show business in general mm. as difficult, I feel a little bit skeptical about that.
0: Well, I would ask you, where is this it girl now, and why isn't she still working? She's so uh, talented.
3: Good question. What happened to Mira Savino? I don't know. Did uh, was she ever invited question. into maybe a production?
0: Shut room up! Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I should yeah. Shut up! <laughs> <laughs> because this, there's a Weinstein. Who involved knows?
3: Here. Could be many reasons why she was blacklisted. But over the past year, I think we figured out a couple of reasons <laughs> that could have happened.
2: Mm-hmm. Uh,
3: but this was a weird. This was. A year that I remember especially going to Catholic school that Catholics are very up in arms about pop culture because mm-hmm. this is also the year that Chris O'Filly, who is a um, artist who d- had a exhibition at the Museum of Modern Art called the Holy uh, it's a holy virgin mary and it was oh, a, that right. very famous um painting of the virgin mary shooting surrounded by what
0: shooting never mind keep going
3: surrounded by um pornographic images of vulvas and um uh. And uh. elephant dung uh. and this is a My medium faith. that he worked in a lot and i the catholics were very very upset about
2: this. this
0: your, is this your Catholics? Is this your first time with hack freshman art? Oh <laughs> <Like, laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah,
3: yeah. So I, it was just like a, it was a hard year for the Catholics. Yeah, I remember? Mm-hmm. And I,
0: I love that we're in a position being I don't up have, in arms I, about art. The way my life works. Everyone I knew who loved the Catholicism is dead, and I don't have to hear what the Catholics think about anything anymore. Like at all. Like it doesn't enter in the mainstream conversation.
3: Look, the Catholics have their own issues going on right now, so I feel like their
0: hands they are do. full, like uh, so to speak. Yeah. Uh, we're gonna we're gonna hang back until this whole spotlight thing calms down a little bit. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Back in the day, the Catholic League of Decency could get a movie shut down they like do. that, mm-hmm. man. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. It was not going to play in Boston, whatever among other it was. Things. And
0: there's and Kevin Smith is a great story you should look up about he joined he since no one can really recognize him he joined his own protest.
1: Right, uh, I sent you that link. that's what I just sent
0: you, uh,
3: which is so funny. I sent you the actual footage of him at the protest.
0: It's fucking hilarious. Well, it
3: just shows that none of the people protesting actually saw the movie because he's in the movie.
0: Don't yeah, they don't know mm-hmm. what it is, and uh, and we did that with Moral Panics, and it, mm-hmm. there's a, a certain uh, kind of religious. It'll, we'll talk, maybe able to talk about it in a second. the second the thing we talk about in a second. Mm-hmm. We'll attach their ship like they attach themselves like a barnacle onto a rising ship, uh, just so they can mm. talk about themselves in the same sentence as Harry Potter and like man, Harry Potter's not a threat to you, and if it is, then go away. Mm-hmm. But this was a the I think they were happy to have such an affront in a mainstream product, sure uh, to talk about uh, for the first time ever. But yes, Kevin Smith went to uh, attended his own dogma protest. Uh, and I did. I have not seen this actual news footage. I've only heard him talk about it.
1: Oh yeah, it's pretty
0: fun. The new movie Dogma opens tonight, and it's already generating a huge amount of controversy. And so is its creator, Kevin Smith, who lives right here in New Jersey.
3: News 12 New Jersey's Caroline Shively reports on one protest against the movie in Eatontown tonight. Hail Mary, full of grace. Organizers in Eatontown had hoped for hundreds to join them in the protest
1: against the movie Dogma. Instead, they got less than two dozen but they were joined by this man. He wouldn't admit it, but he looked and sounded suspiciously like Dogma's writer, director, co-star, and New Jersey resident, Kevin Smith.
0: I don't think it stands for uh, for anything positive.
1: What does
2: it stand
0: for? I don't know, but I've been told,
1: not good. The movie follows two fallen angels who try to get back into heaven and the people
2: who are fighting to keep them out. I was the 13th apostle. You knew Christ? No Brother, twelve bucks. But lines like that have many groups angry.
1: We're here with a small number, but we're the church militant. We should have more Catholics here. If this was an, a direct attack against Muslims or the Holocaust or the Jewish people, you would see them outraged.
2: The protesters didn't seem to slow down the number of people pouring into the theater to see the film.
0: Yes, it's exactly boo, like that.
3: Boo-hoo-hoo, hoo. it's exactly the same. It's exactly like that. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like attacking a Holocaust victim. Absolutely.
3: It is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm.
1: Yep. Mm -hmm. Because the Catholics are always victims and have never done anything (laughs) bad to anybody. So true. So true. In Uh, a big organized fashion over this course of years.
0: How about this? You're Catholics. You're allowed to make complaints like that. But every time you do, you have to give up uh, some uh, land. Like, (laughs) give me some land. Or gold. (laughs) Give me some land.
3: Or those fancy (laughs) Valentino (laughs) slippers (laughs) that Pope Benedict loved to wear. I want those slippers.
0: Uh, I'll hear you out, but you got to give up some land. Uh, Maybe some orphans Mm -hmm. that you claim to love. Yep. And not those yeah. women you send to fucking convents to do laundry, like, <laughs> <laughs> like that's not what I'm talking about. Oh my god! Uh, uh, yeah. I, but I, I love this movie. I think it's a really uh, a good high point for Kevin Smith. Agree. Because right after this, yeah. he went into Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back, which we discussed, I think, in the 2010, twenty ten, didn't we? Mm. We discussed that on Laser Time, I think. And it is, it is. I have never seen anything so impenetrable. It's like harder to watch than Endgame if you haven't seen all of the movies. <laughs> but it, it's it it's it, it's a it's a celebration of everything that came before. But it's shot like a fucking horrible studio comedy, mm-hmm. whereas it still has like mm-hmm. indie flavor to it. Yeah, and uh, and then he made Jersey Girl, which is fucking awful.
2: <laughs> yeah,
3: I haven't mm-hmm. seen that one. It
0: just it just him wanting to gravitate more towards mainstream film, and like, no, this was. The perfect and clerks too, I think falls in there. Like this is perfectly within your wheelhouse. This is great. Mm-hmm. You should operate in this space all the time.
3: So I I think yeah. I've mentioned before I'm no big Kevin Smith lover, right. but I do, I have always loved his talks mm-hmm. and his I, I had an evening mm. with mm-hmm. Kevin Smith. That's probably the most watched Kevin Smith movie that I that I've ever it's watched. Really easy honestly. To do an, it's like before it there were bunch. podcasts, I yeah. would just put that Basically, on. Like yeah. I gotta clean the house. Yeah. <laughs> Let's put on in the evening with exactly. Kevin Smith. Um but this is definitely I agree is his high point. And I love it. I think it's great. I mean, I don't think it's perfect, yeah, I- but I think it's great. Yeah, I think I like it in that
1: it's definitely Kevin's head being really self-indulgent, but it's still accessible self-indulgent. Yes. And Jay and Silent Bob Strike Back is not as accessible. Like, yeah, like Endgame. That's a really good comparison. Yeah,
0: it's all these, these, these long-standing storylines that are supposed mm-hmm. to tie up together. Do You don't know who Walt Flanagan's dog is or Rick Dares? Go fuck yourself. You're never going to get these jokes.
3: <laughs> well, uh, and, I, and speaking of, uh, I think... Earlier, we were talking about um, Islam as, like, a mm-hmm. colorary. He has talked before about doing a follow-up to dogma, but has mentioned oh, that, like, he would have to address Islam for some reason. Yeah, I wouldn't. And so he was <laughs> yeah. much more scared of that than the Catholic Church. I wouldn't do
0: that. Yeah, so
3: no, I think that's been don't, shelved no.
1: for, yeah, again, for a while. Stay yeah. in
0: your wheelhouse, man. Yeah, like...
1: yeah you should probably uh, stay away from other people's religions because you don't know them as well.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Why don't you produce uh, a Muslim script and have them direct it, and then you can call dogma whatever you want. The, there you go, compromise. Mm. Do, i saying do that. That I don't know because, like, I I love putting my thumb in the eye of the Catholic Church. Always mm-hmm. have, and mm-hmm. I was very happy about dogma. I think it's the right kind of controversial, but I am not in a position to write or make that for the Islamic community,
2: no. Uh and or no. even judge
0: it. So. Don't do, that. don't do that. And speaking... Wait, so
1: are you saying that I shouldn't go forward with my wackety-smackety-seek comedy?
0: No, please don't do that.
1: <laughs> I would not.
0: No. Yeah, like you'll never get the hijab right. with
1: knives in it. No.
0: <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of things that the Catholics have attacked for being sinful, Pokemon.
1: <laughs> I was, was going to say, speaking of things that are impenetrable to outsiders. Also true.
0: <laughs> well, po- Pokemon, I don't know. Like, It's just, to me... Terrible. <laughs> like I, 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 uh, I like the games, but I didn't like. I really couldn't stomach the cartoon because I was like an adult mm-hmm. seeing Dogma, and uh, the cartoon has always been pretty terrible to me. Mm-hmm. I have no affection for it at all. And I've seen the movie, and like I don't give a shit at all. But it was, it was important. It it, mm-hmm. it was number one at the box office, and it was the most presumptuous title I've ever heard in my life. The first movie, <laughs> and there would be like fifteen more, so they weren't wrong. Uh, but it was, it's a Pokemon solidifying itself as a global phenomenon on 1999 with the first movie they're soaring shocking bubbling and beaming and on November 12th you can catch them all in theaters for the first time Pokemon the first movie plus the all new short Pikachu's Vacation playing before Pokemon the first movie together only in theaters november 12th rated g we haven't translated any of this yet but uh
1: yeah <laughs> yeah this came out in japan more than a year ago
0: yep well i think it took two That's years kind of amazing for like it took two years for the games to hit america and the, the games bought the the black and white nintendo game boy like another two and a half years of uh, uh, of relevance because of how big they went over here And uh, there's nothing really you can market this with. It's just if you like this, here's more of it. And I don't know. I'm sure someone else would have something more elegant to say. I'm not trying to shit on the Pokemon movie, but I'm saying I saw it and I do not give a shit. Detective Pikachu (laughs) is the best Pokemon movie that can exist. It's very fun. It's very, very fun. All right. Okay. Uh, But anyway, moving to television of 1999, uh, November 8th through the 14th, Allie McBeal coming back for the second week in a row.
3: Yeah. I mean, th- this really is a testament to how popular mm. and in the zeitgeist Ally McBeal is because they have a special guest star musical. So it was a very musical show. I don't know if you remember mm. that from Ally McBeal, but it was a very musical it had show. A lot they of, had musical it had a lot of numbers. music in it. Yeah, exactly. And so they had a very special guest star on this episode.
0: Oh, seeing Green.
3: Can you guess?
0: Mm. Seth Green.
3: <laughs> yes, the musical. Al so Green?
2: Last looks as I leave.
0: It's, it's just Al Green just walking Al- around yeah. with Calista Flockhart yeah. singing his own goddamn song.
3: Dancing with her. Um, and it, apparently in this episode, she has had continuing hallucinations of Al Green where she's <laughs> falling in love with him mm. and then she gets on Prozac. Oh. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah. So, but this was a huge season of guest stars in Alleymobile and this was a big highlight, I mm. remember. But I mean, they also had Gloria Gaynor on there as well as Gladys Knight. So, very musical show. Uh, but yeah, this was a really fun little musical interlude between the two of them. Neat. And he was having mm. a lot of fun, I feel like.
0: Yeah, dude. Uh, and uh, fucking. Ageless guy. Goddamn Alan Green. Mm. Love that dude. Uh, and uh, Drew Carey, show, the Drew Carey show, I, I think you haven't said it in about a year. Underrated show. It's yeah. really fun to revisit. Mm-hmm. It's it's one of the better sitcoms out there.
3: And honestly, yep. so this episode on the 10th that aired was called Drew Live, and they did a live sitcom. Mm-hmm. And they did it three different times for three different airings of it throughout the time zones. That's so fun. And wow. it's so <laughs> fun. And it was, it was a total. There are parts of it that were ad libbed and Drew Carey show, like in my research over 30 2010 mm-hmm. really reached. They did a lot of yeah. different stuff. Their
0: stun episodes are fantastic. Yeah, always.
3: they did a ton of stun episodes, which I, you know, those don't always hit, but I do appreciate reaching out and having the courage to go through with. I that
0: think sort if of you stuff. look at its yeah. intro sequence, like, oh, this show just wants to have fun. Yes. And, and, yeah. and it does. And I don't know. Like, I will never. Make it a point to watch it, but anytime I flip through and see it anywhere, like this is fine, mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. is fine. It's it has a bunch. It has the world's funniest people surrounding Drew Carey, who is just this perfectly affable yeah. leading guy.
3: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And uh ooh, this is this is confusing. I was talking to Sarah a little bit about this upstairs. Courage a Cowardly Dog debuts, which is mm. confusing to me because Cartoon Network had such a fantastic pilot program with the What a Cartoon Show and the Cartoon Cartoons. I loved the original "Courage the Cowardly Dog." It's one of the creepiest things I've ever seen in my whole life. And then, they're like, oh, you like it? We're going to turn it into a show. And then, two and a half, three years later, when like I'm through <laughs> puberty and like don't have TV anymore, "Courage the Cowardly Dog" comes out, and I just I've never seen the show. Never. Mm-hmm. There's like four seasons of it, and I, I, I was the perfect person to want to see it, and it just yeah, it just took too long. And I've, then that... I've
1: seen it in bits and pieces, and I saw the original short. That is based on that was nominated for Academy Award so good. and totally screwed me on the Oscar pool that year. Because with
2: all the <laughs> shorts,
1: especially the animated ones, you always go with the funniest title. And mm. the title on that one was The Chicken from Outer Space. Mm. That's a great title. But it was up against Wallace and Gromit a Close Shave, so it
0: Ooh. lost. Ooh,
3: yeah.
0: yeah. yeah. Never bet against Ardman Wallace film. and Gromit. And nope. uh on the 13th, SNL Garth Brooks is the host. Not with-
3: musical guest Garth Brooks.
0: <laughs> oh, not Chris Gaines. No. We're not there It right was right Garth
3: now. Brooks. Garth Brooks.
0: Okay. Huh. And this is the first Garth. appearance of the the Boston Teens. Yeah,
3: one of my favorite <laughs> recurring characters and Boston Teens recurred a lot, mm-hmm. I have to admit. Mm-hmm. Maybe more than I would like, but when I first the first couple times I saw them, I was very into the Boston. I remember teens. I could I
0: could there were some editors who worked around the magazines uh, that I, I worked at, and mm-hmm. I could just always piss them off with a very Bostonian, irregardless!
2: <laughs> like,
0: <laughs> uh, but yeah, uh, and then we have this little clip. Boom, boom.
3: Oh, uh, I wanted to know if you're having any holiday help.
0: We sure are. You kids filming this?
3: He is. It's a school project. He's not a verbal person, but he is a very visual person. I got
2: a learning disorder because my mom was a big huffer back in the day. Well, yes, we are looking for part-timers. Your name?
3: Denise McDonough. But everybody calls me Zazu.
1: <laughs> All right, Zazu. You have uh, any experience?
3: Uh, I worked at
2: Foot Locker for two hours once. Do you have any food service experience? Yeah, she's got a lot of experience handling sausages.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Start making out.
3: He's holding a full fucking jug of orange juice. Well, it's a screwdriver. A
0: screwdriver. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
3: Um, Mm. I do love seeing Jimmy Fallon and Rachel Dratch just go at each other like that. so fun. (laughs) But yeah. And also, you know, I watched the whole sketch Mm -hmm. and Garth Brooks... Fucking charming. Yeah, dude, he's really good he's on great. SNL. He he's really is. On... I want to see more of him, honestly. Mm-hmm.
0: Uh he he should have been on 30 Rock more. yeah say that. Yeah. Uh and on the 14th, oh good lord, here we go again. Mary Mother of Jesus, a uh, TV <laughs> movie starring Christian Bale and Pernilla August. Christian Maybe Bale. Maybe some
1: counter programming <laughs> to Christian Dogma. Bale is a really hot-looking Jesus, He's though. sexy eyeliner Jesus he really is eyeliner Jesus mm-hmm. his hair beautiful it's more more quaffed back instead of yes. just scraggly down yeah,
0: yeah. it's got a
3: nice wave to
1: it I don't
0: hear a lot of mm-hmm. uh, like people lusting after Christian Bale. keep going mm. Like I, think it's, I like the man
3: <laughs> well he's like a robot actor man but I
2: <laughs>
3: and I, I Jesus is a weird choice for him to make I
0: feel oh. like I thought you meant as a faith <laughs> well <laughs> also
3: but um but yeah this is a very it's a television movie where it's the life of Jesus shown through Mary's eyes, his mm-hmm. mother. Um, it's just a very white, re- white, <laughs> very white retelling of the I'm, Jesus story. I, I don't know why it's not Easter though. Why aren't you playing this at Easter? Unclear, unclear. And let me just say, if I'm going to watch a show with a white Jesus or a tel- or a movie with white Jesus, I'm, it can only be Jesus Christ Superstar. Yeah. The only one I will accept. <laughs>
0: I, I or Jeepers Creepers. Anything with Charlton Heston. <laughs> He's always Jesus in most of his 70s films. Ah. Omega oh, Man, Planet of the Apes, it's great.
3: Yeah.
0: Ah. Uh, CBS Sunday movie, Aftershock, Earthquake in New York City.
3: I mean, I think you could probably tell what this was about, but I did have to pull I it wonder. just for the sheer star power here.
0: Ooh, do they mention it in the... the... No, I think
3: no? you got to okay. go ahead and read the Sharon cast. Sharon
0: Lawrence, Jennifer Garner... uh uh, Charles S. Dutton, Rock, uh, Tom Skerritt, and C- uh, Cicely Tyson. Oh
2: man! An yeah.
0: aftershock earthquake in New York. Aftershock is off the Richter scale. <laughs> the <laughs> season's best miniseries. Religious. A masterpiece <laughs> that raises the bar for special effects blockbusters.
2: Aftershock.
0: <laughs> Watch network TV forever. A world premiere event that cannot be missed. Brace yourself for Aftershock CBS Sunday. And there's several yeah, sequences there was, in that trailer hey, that look like it's shot in Universal Studios at Earthquake, right? A
3: hundred percent. Hey, oh, remember, remember, remember when this changed how we watch TV? <laughs> yeah, yes, I do. I do. Yeah, Nothing was ever really. the same. It's really <laughs> television's 9-11 before
2: 9-11.
3: <laughs> yeah, it, I did have to pull the promo. Just it, so I look at a lot of TV movies mm-hmm. in my research for the show and this one I really had to pull just for the hyper hyperbolic nature of that yes. <laughs> promo. Good God. Um, they were leaning in hard.
0: Okay. Oh, my God. Then you should probably go into the books of oh, 1999. Just
3: a fun note. I took a look yes. at the okay, New yes. York Times bestsellers. And this week for the fiction New York Times bestsellers, three out of four are Harry Potter's. You got your Azkaban, uh, you got your Chamber of Secrets, and you got your Sorcerer's Stone. only
0: because Goblet isn't out. <laughs> Otherwise, it would have been there, too. Yeah. Oh Three out God. of the top
3: four.
1: We are yep. in Potter fever, people. Wow. Whew. Oh, by the way, we got a message from a couple people who called us that we talked about Clear Present Danger. Mm-hmm. That was not 99. That was probably supposed
3: to be an 89.
1: Because okay. The movie oh came my out bad.
3: 1994. That's what I thought. Okay. Thank yeah. you. Because I remember watching that movie and being like, "Wow, that looked a lot older than I thought." it I was. I
0: think we were all wrong about it. Then.
3: Yeah, I think it was maybe uh-huh. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, whatever.
0: And, uh, um, uh, 1999, Vigia games. Again, we have a whole new video game show for you. Uh, a really fun 90-minute breakdown of everything that came out last month uh, in eighty nine ninety nine in uh, 2009 with the Vigigip Apocalypse guys, uh, Michael Parez, Mr. Diana Goodman, and uh, Matthew Allen. And you can get that at patreon.com slash time in, in addition to uh, an exclusive show every week from us and over 100 movie commentaries. We love you. But we can talk a little bit about the games because one of them is interesting. We'll, we'll find interesting. Mm-hmm. Half-Life Opposing Force. That's a mod of Half-Life, hooray, Rippin' Riders Snowboarding, baby, uh, is out because uh, somebody lost the Cool Borders license to Sony, but this is, a, for all intents, it was called Cool Borders in Japan, but Sony had the rights here in America, and uh, the first ever Medal of Honor game, which is the first uh, video game designed by Steven Spielberg,
2: Ooh.
0: and Ooh. Um, no matter, you know, well, we're, popular culture is giving Martin Scorsese a bunch of shit. Uh, we it occasionally happens to Spielberg. One, I think Scorsese and Spielberg are usually kind of right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, yeah, there's no re- a
1: good track record on that.
0: There's no reason for old men to like exactly what you like. Sure. But Spielberg was pretty embracing towards the video game field and like wanted. He saw his kid playing Goldeneye and like I'm a, I'm fully in, inundated with World War II stuff right now with Saving Private Ryan. What if we DreamWorks made a game out of that mm-hmm. and it essentially launched first person shooters on the place. Steven Spielberg is kind of the pioneer of first person shooters on consoles because of this. Wow. Uh, Cause he wanted to make it happen and he does, he designed it. He set it at a very specific period of world war two. Uh, it was the first world war two first person shooter that exi- it's very weird to say that given how they, they were at some point in my career in games, world war two shooters were coming out so much. People begged for them to stop because mm-hmm. there were so mm. many, but Spielberg, was the first one to do it here in one thousand nine hundred and ninety nine that 's fucking crazy, and the game 's pretty good, and it was exclusive to PlayStation and Allied assault would just improve its reputation of a playable version of saving Private riot and the reviews were stellar but and, and if you don 't like VentureBeat had a, a whole article about how Steven Spielberg probably deserves a little credit for pioneering the first person mm. shooter on consoles uh, Goldeneye obviously, but yeah, mm. like this was this was in his head, and mm-hmm. he made it a reality thanks to, well, the financial support of EA. But, like, what other directors do you see other than Gilmore Del Toro who wanted to jump into this medium? Yeah. And so, when you want to start giving him shit, like, the dude's been pretty app- like, affable towards other mediums mm-hmm. a lot. Mm-hmm. And, uh and, and probably knows more than you do. <laughs> well,
3: that's true. I think that's true across yeah. the board.
0: Yes. Uh, and taking us out of 1999, though, will be Faith Hill. The way you love me.
3: Oh, this is a monster album, by the way. Was it? Yeah, oh, it yeah. was huge, and she had a ton of hits off of it.
2: And I love mm-hmm. Faith Hill.
0: This Miss McGraw.
3: This is Miss McGraw. Yeah. And also, by the way, I remember in high school, it was like a fun thing to point out that all of our textbooks were by the company like Hill McGraw.
0: Okay.
3: Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're right, McGraw yep. Hill. Yep.
0: I worked for them after mm. college. Mm. It was bad. <laughs> oh. Yikes. It's okay But you have me to, to thank If you failed a couple of your tests uh-huh. uh, <laughs> <laughs> no. More on that on the bonus time show but We'll close out with a little Faith Hill And stay right there people Because we got to talk about 2009 right after this
2: you, ooh, I love the way you Love the way you love me There's nowhere else I'd rather be ooh, to feel the way I Feel with your arms around me you could see the way you love
1: me. Whoa, whoa. Hello Mr. And Mrs. Internet and all the ships at sea. It's time for Diana's Classic Corner where we look even further back in time this week to see if there's anything worth a watching. And for the week of November 8th through 19th, oh my god, 1969 is such a freaking busy year. Every week is just something, man. Uh, This week, so 50 years ago this week, let's start with November 9th, 1969, uh, the American Indians seized the island of Alcatraz off of San Francisco, reclaiming it as Indian land. This is a fascinating protest movement uh, with the American Indian movement and how it started out. With, uh, you know, American Indians reclaiming land and then it turns into hippies showing up and ruining everything. And there's some really good documentaries on it. One I think is just called Taking Alcatraz might have been on the American Experience a couple of years ago. And it's it's interesting. It's just, it's an interesting little tidbit of history in, you know, when it comes to uh, Native American rights. Then the next day, because <laughs> 1969 is insane, we see the debut of Sesame Street. The most... Like beloved children's thing besides maybe Mr. Rogers. Uh, So Sesame Street is 50 years old. And I know Chris would uh, kick me in the face if I didn't recommend uh, Sesame Street Presents Follow That Bird. The best Sesame Street aligned movie that's not a Muppet movie. It's a Sesame Street movie. Damn it. Also the same week, David Bowie released Space Oddity. So listen to that for crying out loud if he didn't overplay it too much uh, when he passed away. My big recommend this week, though, I have to recommend it because it's so odd and different is uh, Ken Russell's Women in Love that came out uh, in 1969 this week starring Oliver Reed, Alan Bates and Glenda Jackson. Uh, on my quest to watch like every best picture nominee for the Oscars ever, I watched Women in Love and I thought it's going to be it's a costume drama, it's based on you know a classic novel. This is going to be like stuffy and boring and it <laughs> so isn't. And the fact that it's directed by Ken Russell, who was a legitimate crazy person, like you made the Who's Tommy, that should have tipped me off. But it is an adaptation of D.H. Lawrence novel about uh, these young women in the twenties in England. But they're also like really sexually liberated, and I didn't realize it was adapted by Larry Kramer, who was very important in the history of AIDS activism. Uh, he started Gay Men's Health Crisis way back in the day, and. Also, it's got a naked man wrestling scene where apparently Oliver Reed had to drink an entire bottle of vodka so he could do naked man wrestling. And it's, it's a great scene. It is not what you'd expect from 1969 costume romance stuff. So I, I recommend it because it's such a surprise. Women in Love from 1969. And that's it for this week. Stay classic.
2: About me, but the word about me, so no trick, I'm no sucker, I'm no chump. I'll be in the VIP with my niggas around me, saying y'all can have whatever you want. Me, I it in. Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. That's Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, we get it in. I need a drink, hey. Give me a drink. Oh. I need a drink, I need a drink.
0: 50 Cent gets it in, uh, gets it into this intro, if I get it in. Mm -hmm. Off of his uh, Before I Self-Destruct album, 50 Cent. I forgot how long it's been since he's made any music. Yeah. Uh, Is that out
3: this week, Before I Self-Destruct?
0: Yep. Yep. Okay, because
3: we're going to talk about him in movies.
0: That is out this week, as is uh, Reality Killed the Video Star by Robbie Williams. I get it. I get it. Powderfinger's final album Golden Rule Sorry Powderfinger fans From from the hut to the projects To the mansion By Wyclef John Attention Deficit The debut of uh, Wale Mm -hmm. Um, Hello Hurricane The debut of Switchfoot Uh, Midwinter Graces By Tori Anus uh, yeah, I said that I'm incorrectly on purpose. Mm. Still trolling my girlfriend 20 years later. Mm-hmm. Uh, Desperate Measures by Hollywood Undead. And Momentum Mori by Flyleaf. After the Ending by Dashboard Confessional and The Circle by Bon Jovi. Fireflies by Owl City is number one, and I couldn't be less interested in music mm. in this <laughs> I have to say,
3: though, oh, I mm. love Dashboard Confessional so much. Mm. And this was an album, this is really where it fell off for me, where I just stopped buying his albums, mm-hmm. their album, mm. albums. Mm-hmm.
2: Um,
3: I just totally view Dashboard Professional as just Chris Carraba, but I know that's a whole band. But yeah. This was a sad one for me cuz this is the first time yeah. I realized I don't care about this <laughs> anymore. Oh shit, am I an adult? Oh, Damn it, yes I am. You're going
0: through the garden state principle. <sighs> oh. Uh, All these things that seem so important to me are not right now. Yeah. I'll say
1: 2009 sucks for music. It kind of does. I, because like looking for all right which song do we want to come in on which song do we want to go out on and i start going through okay what are the songs off of these albums and it's okay well what it's like in the top 10 or 20 on the billboard charts and so many of them sound exactly the same Mm. they are Mm -hmm. really similar hip-hop or they are really similar dance pop and it's just like wait is that the same song i just listened to no that's a different one how what what Wait, this sounds like the same song, but this video is Justin Bieber singing. Mm. I thought I just listened to this song. I am so old.
0: Sounds like somebody didn't get into the uh, (laughs) subtle subtle WWE entrance theme stylings of Switchfoot. Mm. I think it's a Christian band. Oh, it's it? No? I have no idea. I'm pretty sure. They usually are. Yeah. Very angsty. You're not making Christianity better. You're just making rock worse. (laughs) Hank Hill. (laughs) In 2009, November 8th through the 14th, uh, the DC sniper, John Allen Muhammad. I read this. It was silently executed. Like, what do you mean? <laughs> what does that mean? I, I just read it like silently executed. Well, I, I think that just wasn't like a big crowd and they didn't hmm. really publicize hmm. that it was happening. But
1: Well, it seems like there's some shenanigans a little bit going on in that, like he said he wanted to drop his appeals and then, but the, he was still being charged in different states because he was, you know, the D.C. sniper attacks, a.k.a. the Beltway sniper attacks were in 2002 and they are in Maryland, Virginia and Washington, D.C. So, since he's, he and his buddy are out murdering uh, 10 people in the area, 17 total, it turns out, terrorizing everyone because they're just, it's so fucking random
2: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: that other jurisdictions still wanted a crack at him, but they execute him anyway and, like, went to the Supreme Court and even Supreme Court justices are like, he's not done with his trials, but we're also not going to hear this, but this is bullshit, but we don't care. Hmm. It is odd to get executed that fast.
2: Yeah. Usually
1: yeah. it takes you a long time because there's so many levels of appeals. Right. Yeah. <sighs> but uh, yeah, fuck that guy. Yeah. He fucking sucked.
0: Uh, <laughs>
1: I'm not for the death penalty, but fuck that guy. He fucking sucks.
0: Yeah. Uh, hopefully I won't have to say his name again. Uh, movies. No, we won't. Nine. We're done. With them. Uh, the 8th <laughs> of November 8th to the 14th. What a terrible title. Coco before Chanel. Uh, Audrey mm. Tattoo. Benoit, yeah. um, yeah, I did it. Mm-hmm. Um, that's definitely how you
2: pronounce yeah. this, yeah.
0: Well, whatever, yeah,
1: that was perfect. How, how did you do that?
0: Uh, well, I don't know. It must have if you heard it wrong, it was a skip in the track. Hmm. That's mm-hmm, uh,
1: mm-hmm, okay. Mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. it's the Coco Chanel biopic, but what? It, <sighs> in French, oh. that's supposed to be like Audrey yeah. Tattoo is supposed to be really good. I've heard the movie is kind of boring.
0: I hope she's really good in more than one
1: movie,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, it be really nice. Uh I don't know.
1: Poor she's just Amelie forever though. Mm-hmm. She's so yes. so perfect for that.
0: Uh a movie <laughs> I've never heard of with a, a bunch of people in the cast. I have uh Joseph Gordon-Levitt, Adrian uh, Policki, Cameron Richardson, Elizabeth Berkeley, Mary Shelton, Emmanuel Chiriqui, uh Connie Britton and uh Carla G- Gugino. Gugino. Women in Trouble. Yep. I wonder what this is about.
3: Yeah. <laughs> oh, I watched it's, this actually. Yeah. Oh, you did? I, did? I was having trouble finding it. Yeah. I. Oh, where did I find it? It, tube, it might be on Netflix. Actually. To the rescue. It was not mm-hmm. something with commercials, so it might be on Netflix. Mm-hmm. But um, but yeah, it's a series of stories about women that are kind of interconnected in LA. Kind of one of those stories, you know. I, I, is there a word for that? The type I don't know. of movie where it's like
0: I know you're talking about The yeah, Magnolia. Yeah. <laughs> yeah,
3: yeah, exactly. Where they're all loosely connected. Mm-hmm. Um, it's very strange. I watched it with Sam, and we both kind of came away from it feeling like some of this was good. Mm-hmm. I, it's definitely women in trouble. So it's about just different women interacting who are in various states of trouble um in various <laughs> different contexts and and in different ways that you can be in trouble nothing really like super scary or violent but mm. just different like emotional stuff stuff like that yeah <laughs> um and there's great acting in it mm-hmm. but it's written or it's shot in a way that is very distracting and very 90s mm. really mm. saturated colors mm. and quick cuts and kind of those interstitial like cuts you know in between yeah. scenes that are mm-hmm. non-sequiturs kind mm-hmm. of um but it was it was pretty interesting and the whole time I was watching it it kind of reminded me of a pedro almodovar yeah.
2: movie that's
1: what every review yeah I read yeah. About yeah pedro almodovar and, and so said this is this is like american style yes camp.
3: yeah and when i looked into it it turns out that the guy who i think wrote and directed it had some Partnership with Amol and other stuff, mm. so it's obviously one to one, like influenced by him. But I don't uh. know. It's an interesting film. It's not great, but I mm. love Connie Britton. Don't so worry, much. I was going to see it. I'm...
0: Yeah, <laughs> well, I know, I know. I'm not going to see a movie called "Woman in Trouble" from 2009. Come on, come on! Like somebody, somebody's going to make all these podcasts. Red Riding, 1974.
1: What that? Yeah. No idea. Okay, so this is the first of the Red Riding trilogy that was made for British TV, um, finally creeping over to the US as very barely theatrically released. It is a story. It's three separate movies, basically, with some characters overlapping, going over a series of years about a series of murders, and Mm -hmm. the cast is just ridiculous. Hmm. Yeah. So this is the first one starting in seventy four. And then i uh, blanking on what the years are for the rest of them. But it's got everybody.
0: Mm-hmm. This
1: one even, has... Even Sean Bean. Sean Bonn? Sean Bonn. Yeah. Or Scene Bean. Scene Bean, Bean. So it's, <laughs> yes, Bean. Red Riding 74, 80, and 83. And it also has Andrew Garfield as a honestly piece of shit journalist who is, like, going after all this, you know, corruption and what's going on with these murders and is there some sort of cover-up. And he gets his ass beat, like, so much in this movie. But because of all, like, the web of corruption and lies and cover-ups and all that, it, it ends up being kind of like a bleak, grey, northern British version of L.A. Confidential. But it is based on... Ki- it's kind of based on uh, actual series of murders by the Yorkshire Ripper.
3: Ooh. That sounds eh. great. Yeah,
0: I'm sick of calling our our killers killers. We should call them rippers from here on out. I'm down. Yeah, yeah. The, yes, the Golden State Ripper. Mm-hmm. That sounds way cooler.
3: Way better. Way. Yep. Uh,
0: Uncertainty is also out this week, uh, and true to its name, I don't know anything about it. Uh, it has <laughs> it has Lynn Collins, JGL, uh, Assumpta Serena. Is that a real name? And oh, Hold man. Me, Kill Me, Olivia Thrillby. Yay. Uh,
3: Kiss Me, Kill Me, Olivia Thrillby.
1: My favorite. Uh, it's it's a sliding doors movie. Cool. Ah. What should we do tonight? I don't know. We'll flip a coin, and then we see both versions. All
0: right. Also unremarkably out is Dare. I you've heard me Alan Cummings in it. I've never heard of this film. There's only one Dare for me, and it's on the Transformer soundtrack. Uh, and Glow. It's, it's, it's really good. Uh, this
1: is another one that's like, well... I didn't have time to watch it, and now I kind of want to go back and do it, but it split critics pretty hard. A lot of them said uh, it was like a, a modern John Hughes movie, but like dark and edgy, but in a good way, and mm-hmm. some of them said it was bland and whatever, but it's about wow. a love triangle that uh, it's two guys and a girl, and then it seems very normal and high schooly. but then uh, it starts to go beyond gender. Mm-hmm. Ooh, color so it's me a real intrigued. a love triangle. It's like Okay, you know, if there's a there is a critic split, I usually end up going with the critics that don't like it. But I think I might give this a try. I like the idea of doing John Hughes. But like,
3: yeah, let's throw some. Let's throw some gay in it. Mm. Throw some gay. I'm always down with throwing some gay in something. And I do. Let's note that this is a big week for Friday Night Lights people because Mm. uh, Adrian Palicki and Zach Guilford are two of the big stars of Friday Night Lights. Whom We have never heard from again. <laughs> oh. mm-hmm. Unfortunate. Mm-hmm. They it's didn't get good. chance after chance after tra- chance. Yeah, like oh, uh, what's his Unlike name? Unlike that dude from that John Taylor, Taylor Kitsch. Yeah. yeah, yeah. John from Mars or something. Yeah, just John like, yeah. from Cincinnati and Mars or something. It's
0: like he picked the, he picked <laughs> the wrong card in every deck. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think I'll do John card Carter Mars and then follow it with Battleship.
3: You know, what's weird is that yeah, the person... and that card came from Gambit. The person who had the biggest success from Friday Night Lights is that dude the from guy? Fargo. Who? No, I mean, I meant of the high school students, mm-hmm. obviously. Um, the guy who was in Fargo who eventually married Kirsten Dunst. I call him Fat Damon, but I can't remember
1: oh, his name. Oh, yes, about, like, yes. I'm calling him Meth Damon. Oh, that's good too.
0: <laughs> it's pretty.
1: Because yeah. well, because because a lot of people they first knew him from Breaking
3: Bad, not from Friday
1: Night Lights. Fucking oh, lights.
0: God, dude. Gotcha. Todd gotcha. is the shit. Yeah. God damn.
3: Watch has... El Camino. I'm not. Trying to body shame him. He just has a puffier face than Matt Damon, but there's Matt Damon underneath there.
1: So yeah. that's why. I call in,
0: vo- him. in voice, he still sounds like him.
3: Yes, exactly.
0: And, and, is, oh man, this is.
1: Everyone gets out of the way for this
0: piece of shit. This piece okay. of shit. But, but I, I watched this. <laughs> I was on board. I thought this was going to be like Roland Emmerich's return to form, <sighs> even though his form Fuck. sucks. But
3: uh, I mean, if you, if you, yeah, his form does suck. And this is the return to form. I mean, it is the most <laughs> Roland Emmerich, Roland Emmerich that's ever Emmeriched. Honestly,
1: <laughs> yes.
0: I remember we reading have a about it.
3: For this episode,
0: uh, who was it? Chiwande, uh, Elijah Four, Danny Glover, Woody Harrelson, Thandy Newton, Tom McCarthy, Oliver Platt, Amanda Peet, and Joan Cusack in.
3: <laughs> John Cusack, not John. John,
0: John Cusack. Joan uh, uh, is
3: smart enough to get away from this.
0: Number one at the box office. Preempting the next three years, 2012.
2: No matter what happens, we'll all stay together.
0: We have to save what we can, and we have to move now!
2: The government is building these ships so we can be safe.
0: People have the right to fight for their lives. Today, we are one family. And I okay. remember a critic describing it as if, if na- a series of natural disasters only attack national monuments. <laughs> I yep.
3: mean, yeah, pretty much. Okay, I have a dissenting opinion on this one. What, that? Oh, no. It... I found it to be very, very, like very. Recently? Oh, yeah, I watched it this weekend. Oh my God. I found it to be very, very, very stupid, but yes. <laughs> fun. <laughs> I thought it was fun. By the way, just <laughs> want so,
0: so to point out, Sarah ditched me twice this weekend and saw like every <laughs> shitty movie on thirty twenty ten. Look, mm-hmm.
3: I did my homework, mm-hmm. <laughs> and I and I was sober, and I watched it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? I didn't hate it. I'm not going to lie.
0: I mean, it, for this it's type of movie, it, it, I mean, it, they kept making this movie with like Into San Andreas and yeah. with The Rock. And, and, and yeah. it, like, it's not like Hollywood's going to stop making these kind of movies. There is. We're going to have to reconcile with one of these Roland Embrick movies might be better than <laughs> the new ones.
1: Uh, you know, I would rather watch Day After Tomorrow again and watch this and that movie
3: is also terrible see i I don't know i feel like the day after tomorrow i'm like oh it's scary because it's weather this is just like the world is ending and so therefore all laws of physics and (laughs) weather and (laughs) natural science have been suspended whereas like with the day after tomorrow there was still this idea that like weather was the villain and so you could believe that I don't know, the but New York seems... Public Library could freeze over in the amount of, in the amount of like, 20 seconds, whereas this yeah. was just like, no, nah, the world's it's... just breaking in half.
2: Yeah, but see,
1: but the day after tomorrow, it's like, okay, but I can put myself in the character's shoes and think about what I would do to avoid this thing. Mm. And 2012, it's just, well, Los Angeles just fell over, mm-hmm. but we can avoid it by driving funny. I'm mm-hmm. like, No. <laughs> No, you cannot. And just even the little things that are not hard to get wrong of like, oh, I live in Los Angeles. I have my kids for the weekend. Let's drive to Yellowstone. How fucking far is that? <laughs> yeah, a map, Emmerich. What are you even doing before the disaster strikes? It's even, it, even then it's stupid.
3: I guess I'm what I'm saying uh... is that when I'm – Looking at a movie that's based on the Mayan calculation that the world is going to end in 2012. No, I'm yeah. sorry. The erroneously applied to the Mayan mm-hmm. calendar actually not actually a real thing yeah. that the Mayans said. More or, brought
0: up for uh, scheming evangelicals. Pretty
3: much, yeah. Um, yeah. I'm not really looking for like truth or veracity mm-hmm. and <laughs> and basically anything mm-hmm. having to do
0: with it. I can understand. I can understand. It's it. Very
1: I, I very a silly. tiniest bit of del- uh, of believability. That's. That's all. It's like okay, yeah. If you're in like a little Cessna and you're flying and buildings are falling down, I I don't know how you make that somehow slightly believable to me. But
0: I know how. You have the pilot and the co-pilot. No, yes, no, yes, and then they make (laughs) it. And then they (laughs) oh,
3: pilot and co-pilot who have never flown a plane before. Of
0: course, (laughs) they're fast learners.
3: Um, But I do have to say, I looked. Did a did tini- the tiniest bit of research about this. And um, the main character's name, John Cusack's name in this, is Jackson Curtis.
0: Not, not as funny as I mm-hmm. thought. And
3: that, backwards, is Curtis Jackson, which is <laughs> 50 Cent's real sure. name. He is a producer on this movie, and Roland Emmerich what? is a huge 50 Cent fan. What? Yeah. Wow. Holy Lord. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This
0: movie should have been bulletproof.
3: Mm-hmm.
0: Goddamn. Uh no,
1: Just... Oh, so so much stupidity. I okay. <laughs> let me say one nice thing about it. Okay, Woody Harrelson's funny.
3: Yeah, he's okay. He's
0: I've okay. never seen you guys disagree this saw, much. We the...
3: just saw him in Zombieland, actually, mm-hmm. be yeah. good. Mm-hmm. And yeah. then when I saw him pop up in this, I was like, "What are you doing, bruh?"
1: Uh, yeah, Not his uh, no, a swollen just, mouth, is...
0: southerner kind of thing. No, yeah,
1: yeah, he's just much... he's a conspiracy nut. Person, it's like well, at least he's he's adding some color to this. I mean, you always have to have like that one character. It's usually like scientist.
0: Still man. <laughs> yeah, so it's
1: it's fun to have like yeah that kooky guy instead of just being like kooky scientist. You'd mm-hmm. think that would be
3: Oliver Platt, but it's not.
0: No. Twenty twelve Jeffrey Epstein's gonna All be her, murdered and gonna make it look like a suicide.
3: <laughs> Oliver Platt yeah. is the um, cynical politician, actually. Yeah. He's this. like the Jaws mayor. Yes. Yes, the Jaws mayor. <laughs> I will exactly. not close
0: down America.
3: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And Danny Glover is the president, which I can totally get behind.
0: I'm so tired. <laughs> <laughs> Pretty much. He's yes. so, tired. I'm so tired.
3: Yeah. So tired. I don't know. I enj- this was a fun ride. Oh That's God. what I'm gonna <laughs> no. say.
0: Hey, I think no. on the Scorsese tip, it's a fun ride, a theme park ride. Mm. Correct. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
3: Yeah, I just. Uh...
1: Yeah, I don't know what I'm looking for in my end-of-the-world movies that would make them slightly
3: relatable, but it's not this. Yeah, that's what I'm, that's what I'm saying. I knew going into
0: this. you see a battleship hit the White House? This
3: nah. is like a very well-made sci-fi movie.
0: It's like a very well-made aftershock channel movie. earthquake yeah. from last decade.
3: Yeah, but it looks good, yeah. and it's got big stars, so... Yep. I'm down. And we're supposed to feel better at the end because
1: that little girl's not wetting the bed anymore, even though five trillion people died. That is a super weird subplot that <laughs> did not need to happen. Like That's the sort of weirdness I just... why I just I feel like they're playing a joke on me. Five yeah. How is this
3: in your final it film? This very strange. Yes, yeah, so, Five billion
0: people are dead, but I smell the least pee I've ever smelled.
3: Yeah, John Cusack's <laughs> daughter, who's like nine, is a... Is wetting the bed, mm. which okay. If your child is nine and they're wetting the bed, this is a, this is a reason for concern. Beyond, yeah, you're, oh you're, man, I got to pack pull-ups,
0: you're and trying to hurt me. camping
3: <laughs> stuff. Like, no, this
1: is a problem. You're trying that to make you need me come up with a and I'm not yeah. going to. It, it means that nine year old is getting blackout drunk, mm-hmm. and she has a problem. Yeah. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that, they just I could schnapps. have left
1: that out. <laughs> it's so weird. It's so weird and dumb. <laughs> Why is this so weird and dumb? Why did they spend money on this? And then everyone went to see it because, like, the spectacle. Because that's what Roland Emmerich does, whether there's Independence Day or Day After Tomorrow. Yeah, it does feel like have, a smaller
0: whatever. world where, like, there isn't a lot of competition for this film. Like, none of these, so sweet, None of these seems like major studio movies. Yeah. Maybe they did all yeah. back off of it. But I remember the trailer came that's out and everyone was like, it's back, man. Yes. We...
3: And I have to say that I prefer Weird and Dumb to Basic and Dumb.
0: Okay. You should see the core. Okay.
3: That is true. Yeah. And I <laughs> yep. feel like if John Cusack is signing on to it, it's going to be Weird and Dumb <laughs> instead of Basic and I don't dumb.
0: know. There's at least 16 straight to Walmart movies with him you have not seen, and yeah. I wouldn't recommend.
3: I don't know that he does a lot of Basic. I think he does a lot of Weird.
0: Mm, no. Mm. no. I don't think so anymore. Really? Yeah.
3: Yeah. Bummer.
0: Yeah, you know, there's, there's a lot of weird shit I see just like, oh, never heard of that. where that come from?
3: That doesn't mean it's and, basic.
0: It usually it could does. It super weird. It usually means it's know. based on something else. Uh, all, right, all right, all right. I don't want to slam John mm-hmm. Cusack. He usually uh, helps shepherd his own projects, including Hot Tub Time Machine. There you go. And, mm-hmm. <laughs> on, uh, moving to television of 2009, uh, November 8th through the 14th, ladies and gentlemen, we had the Ed, Ed and Eddie feature length finale, uh, the big <gasps> picture show.
1: Uh, How will we live without the world's ugliest
2: show? <laughs> that, I
0: mean that was sort of the point. It's a charming show, it's funny. Uh and it uh brought to life one of the Eds' brothers who had always been talked about but never seen and it's a very oh. quiet finale. I don't know, it's it's nice. We did a laser time episode our sister show where we pick a topic every week about animated endings that matter because usually when animated shows get canceled, they don't have the time to do a finale. They've <laughs> just wrapped up 2 years worth of work and mm-hmm. So most animated programs don't get an ending ever, and the fact that this did two or three years after it stopped production is kind of neat. And if you were if you grew up with it, and I, I can't imagine being twenty nine and watching Ed Ed and Eddie End. I, I did I did dig it a little bit when I saw it back in uh, around nine eleven, mm. but <laughs> but yeah, it, not bad. And and it's still it's unlike a lot of the other stuff. It's it's available. You can get it. So uh, it's on iTunes, I believe, on uh, the tenth of November. We have uh, a very special guest yes. on Sesame Ooh. Street,
3: celebrating the 40th anniversary Ooh. of Sesame hey. Street.
0: Oh, hope you mentioned that in fucking classic corner, Diana, and follow Maybe. that bird and and how that's probably more of a Jim Henson movie because, like Sesame Street's the t- production of the ch- children's television workshop, whereas the Henson Company takes over the Muppets. But that stop movie's all Muppets. Me in the
1: face. That movie's you all k- Muppets.
0: You is- you stop
1: kicking me in the face. He right mentioned in the movie. <laughs>
0: And uh, Michelle Obama is on Sesame Street.
2: Oh, 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 hi. Elmo and his friends are here with someone very, very special. The First Lady, Mrs. Michelle Obama. Hi, everyone. We are here digging up soil because we're about to plant a garden. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we can grow our very own food. (laughs) Right. We're planting vegetables like Mm. these right here. And veggies taste so good when they come fresh from the garden, don't That's- they? Oh, yes, 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 yes. Yeah. So now what we need to do is plant the seeds. Ooh. Who has seeds? I, I do.
1: Right here. Yay.
2: Aww. How dare
1: she indoctrinate
3: our children.
0: Remember I miss, Remember
2: in I miss America, a normal first lady.
3: Yeah. Where a yeah. first lady spoke yeah. in public.
0: Yeah. Was hot but could do things.
3: <laughs> cared about children being alive or dead
0: yeah didn't wear shirts that says I don't care <laughs> yeah
2: so I was gonna say a, a, a new
0: Patreon goal should be uh, me scrolling down this YouTube video and reading the comments I am I have oh, goosebumps. No. I, I am I, terrified. Oh well, I looked what at What do the, the first... Sesame Street YouTube comments of Michelle okay. Obama say? so
3: I, I actually did peruse them oh. in my research. Oh, not oh, as no. bad as you think okay. they're gonna be. because yeah. yeah, yeah. <sighs> the not worst terrible. things that have
0: ever been posted on my personal Facebook page were about Michelle Obama. This is so I
3: is something that I will never understand for yeah. as long as I live. The hatred against her
0: <laughs> seems kind of weird. Uh, <laughs> she didn't. She didn't do anything but the best she could. <laughs> Which
3: is better than most of our, all of ours best. Yeah. Yeah. Talk about be best. Mm. She's the best. Uh, But
1: then, okay, so ever since we talked about it, I have been slowly rewatching West Wing just every now and then. I just need one episode to make me happy. And now I'm thinking about when that first lady was on Sesame Street and like, do you even have your medical license anymore?
0: (laughs) (laughs) (sighs) And, uh, uh, it
1: has been uh, really relaxing in a very Star Trek sort of way.
2: Oh, yeah, That's I, a oh weird
0: way God. to look at West Wing. Oh, my it God. It is
3: politics, Star Trek.
1: Mm, that's,
2: Holy yeah. shit.
0: Horrifying to think about. <laughs> oh, I love it. Uh, and on the 14th, SNL, January Jones brings her comedic stylings of to course. SNL.
3: Noted, and comic and actor, <laughs> the hilarious, hilarious January Jones. and not wooden at all. <laughs>
0: Uh with the I'm black doing a sketch piece.
3: about one of my favorite movies ever. What? Turning it into a fart joke. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Why?
3: Rear window. She does a Oh, what? Very not funny yeah. rear window.
0: Uh hey, there's joke. a sinister looking lady I, over there farting.
3: Probably because
0: she's lifting her ass, look at her.
3: We're all I don't know, I'm weirded out when I see her and she does not have a fifties and early sixties style hairstyle. Yeah. So <laughs> This, this parody made sense.
0: Yeah, I don't like seeing her and not assuming she voted for Eisenhower.
3: Yeah, exactly. I,
0: mm-hmm. <laughs> and moving into the games, the games of 2009. Again, we're not going to stop talking about games, but we're going to go more in depth for our patrons, patreon.com slash laser time. Uh, but I don't know shit about Dragon Ball Z, Raging Blast. Maybe Matt or Michael will. Hmm. Something mm-hmm. to look forward to. TMNT Arcade Attack for the Nintendo DS. I believe that's like a Smash Brothers game with uh, Ninja Turtles in it. I could be wrong. It could be just the Wii game. Harvest Moon, Fantasy Star Ports Abound. And the two biggies are very biggie indeed. Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2. Um,
2: oh.
0: Yeah. Which is kind of the. I, I think that's the last Infinity Ward game made with for Call of Duty. That was the people who made Call of Duty 4, who not only. Brought in Modern Warfare, took it out of World War II, hence the Spielberg thing 10 years ago. Uh, they optimized the frame rate for 60 frames a second. They revolutionized online gaming for consoles. They, they just did. And they mm. skipped a year, and Treyarch made a game, and they made Modern Warfare 2. And that's one of the most controversial moments in gaming I can remember, and I don't see it happening again. The current Call of Duty Modern Warfare that just came out is, has been pulled off Russian shelves. Uh, this mm. had a mission called No Russian, where you were in an airport shooting civilians um, to frame somebody. Blah blah blah. Stealing a hard drive. I can't remember, but it like I believe if you listen to Video Game Apocalypse, I believe your husband says like it's it's bizarre to think about how ballsy this game is not compared to what they would do ten years ago on a, a field of global espionage. But like uh, this is a high point for the Call of Duty series, and it's bizarre to think it was ten years ago. And uh, the other big one that um, many many of you did play, if you don't like Call of Duty, is New Super Mario Brothers Wii. One of my weirdly most hated games ever.
2: Wow. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, the two D Mario games. New Super Mario Brothers on DS. Loved it. Loved the idea of a two D Mario. This added in multiplayer, but like it, it's it's so unoptimized and like Mario takes. Mario, the dimensions are all wrong for televisions. So at this point, televisions are really big. All the characters occupy a space below half of the screen. Mm-hmm. And they all have physical attributes. So if someone is like jumping, you just bounce off them and into a pit. And there's four people on screen. And it just was not fun. And it was ugly. It was not HD. It became the fourth best-selling Wii game of all time and tragically the second best-selling Mario game on the platform right behind the awful, the worst Mario Kart I can think of. Uh, But (laughs) The Wii, it's the worst system that existed. Hooray. Uh, And again, we can go more in-depth on that, patreon.com slash lasertime. It's how we're supported. Uh, It's how the whole network is supported, Lasertime. We just had a show recently talking about uh, spooky dolls. That was fun. (laughs) And and we do need your help because... there's there's a lot of upkeep to happen uh, if, you've, if you've noticed the shows are late, it's because our fucking website is broken, and I can only be on the phone with Texamore support so much. In addition to recording and editing shows, so uh, it would really help us out. Uh, if you hit up Patreon.com/LaserTime, five bucks a month is all we ask from everyone. You will get a video game show from us, a weekly show, a video game show for 30, 2010, talking more in depth about all the games of the Video Game Apocalypse guys. Uh, possible other Video Game Apocalypse bonuses, cheap podcasts, the wrestling show does bonus shows there. We do a weekly bonus show there. Over a hundred movie commentaries. We try and give you some bang for your buck. And yeah, thank you so much to all of those people who support us. We do appreciate it very, very much. Die, where can people find you?
1: They can find me on the Twitters at Listening Nerd L-E-C-I-N-E-N-E-R-D, or follow the show at 302010 Podcast 302010 Podcast on the Twitters and Oh shit, next week gets crazy. I'm so excited. Mm. It's the beginning of Disney owning everything. Oh, no. Everything.
0: Oh no, is it? Oh, I guess so. Oh
3: yeah. It's La Renaissance. Yes. City C. We're gonna talk about. Who's it's and what's it's galore. Oh, Let's goodness.
0: Just put it that <laughs> All right. Oh, my goodness. I can do this. Uh, I can do this. I love that movie. Mm. Uh, and with that, uh, before we close out, we'd like to, to go out with who died and who lived. Uh, tell us who be dead this week. Uh,
1: well, in 1999, we lost Mary Kay Bergman, who's 38. She was a voice actress for just about everything, including almost all the female characters on South Park.
0: Oh, um, Right. Yeah, mm. she
1: unfortunately died by suicide because she had uh anxiety disorders and stuff. So, as a reminder, please get help. Mm.
0: That bus driver having... character on South Park has never sounded oh, the same. God. Um yeah. th- the other ones are approximate- approximations I can handle, but the bus driver her screaming as the bus driver. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> it was so good. Unreplaceable she was for that character. Yeah.
1: Uh, Yeah, and we stopped seeing that character, didn't we?
0: Kind of, yeah. The character
1: kind of disappeared from the show. Lady with a bird
0: in her hair. She's in the opening.
1: Yeah, she was for a long time. But then so
0: is Pip and a bunch of other people who don't appear in the show anymore.
1: (sighs) And with that, you want to try to guess who had a birthday? Yes.
0: Oh, birthday is a doodly-doo, a ding-dong, doodly ding ding-dong-doo. A birthday! I'm a win. I'm a win again.
1: 1969 keeps being the best year, because it's so nice. Mm -hmm.
0: Nice. The nicest.
1: So, we got another guy turning 50, born November 13th, 1969, in Paisley, Scotland. Mm. Uh, He was the president of the University of Glasgow Law Society, was hired as a legal trainee, but because of his carousing, was fired a week before he qualified to practice law.
0: His carousing?
1: My, my, my. His
0: philandering?
1: He Scotland. was just getting drunk and staying out all night and You're fucking just shit too up. much
0: of a hussy to be an odd off. He
1: just what? wasn't doing the work because he was running around drunk all the time.
0: Oh my goodness. Um
3: Scotland. It's
0: mm-hmm. not James McAvoy. He can't be 15.
3: I was about to say James
0: he McAvoy. Can't be wait, wait,
3: wait. No. Is it that guy fastbender? Nope.
0: Ha.
1: He's Irish, isn't he?
0: That's not the same. No. Oh man, I have a lot of apologies to make. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: Apologies
3: Apologies to you
0: Apologies, Apologies
3: to you
2: Apologies everybody.
3: Okay. <laughs> Alright So after
1: failing his Law thing Talking guy uh, He moved to London And sort of stumbled into acting Playing Renton on, In the stage version of Spotting. Ewan McGregor Ewan McGregor No
0: it's the, no, the, stage, the
3: version. stage version The stage version Oh the guy And I would have won his name The one from uh, 20 Days Later St.
0: Uh, Killian Murphy? Nope. Okay, I'm out of names. The other one. <laughs> I'm out of uh, Oh, oh.
2: Yeah.
0: you mean Begbie? Robert Carlyle? Yes. You do yeah. not get an assist on this. No. <laughs> no.
2: Okay, good. And, I'm
1: glad it's not him then.
0: Okay, okay. All
1: right. Well, no, because his film debut was in 1997 in a movie we talked about, Mrs. Brown, playing Billy Connolly's younger brother.
0: Um, and then right
1: after that, hes I had to look up, because he's in Tomorrow Never Dies, but like, I had to look up, like, where the fuck is he? And he's like, he turns around and it's like, oh no! I was like, wait, really? That's him? Oh my god, that's him!
0: Okay, he's got the Donald Rowling role from Spider-Man. Hey, it's Spider-Man! <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, pretty much. So we have talked about a lot of stuff he's done. Um, A lot of it's a giveaway, but somewhere else mm. he's barely noticeable is in Watchmen. He is on an extra on the DVD. Oh. But not in the movie. Okay.
0: As a person who just filed away his copy of Black Freighter, I have no idea what you're talking about.
1: Oh. Mm. Okay. Well, we also talked about Nim's Island Rock and Roll and PS I Love You. Oh, Gerard Butler.
3: There you
2: go. Butler.
0: He's Scottish?
1: Apparently. Yeah.
0: What the fuck? That guy shouldn't be a movie star.
3: <laughs> yeah, you yeah. also shouldn't be an attorney, so I think they <laughs> Scotland dodged a bullet with that one. <laughs> e-
1: yeah, and I thought it was fun. I wish it was one week earlier, because we talked about Phantom of the Opera last week. Oh, yeah. And he was in the terrible film version. Right, with Emmy Rossum. Emmy Rossum. Mm. Yeah, it all comes together.
0: Mm-hmm. Well, so, mm. Yep,
1: yeah, he's 50. 50, 50 years yeah. old.
0: And that is that is about it for us. Uh, let us know what we missed in the comments. When our website is working properly, mm. uh, and uh, mm. Patreon dot slash later time is how you can continue to keep the show funded. It, uh, we do appreciate it, and some of us do survive off this partially. Uh, I hope to get health insurance someday. Ooh. <laughs> yes. Hey. Till now, until then. More podcasts. So, patreon.com slash entertainment. We'll close out with She Wolf by Shakira because it's on the charts. Shakira, and, Shakira. And Shakira rules. Um, It's not the Utopia song, but I'll allow it. Uh, so <laughs> All right. <laughs> Please enjoy, and uh, we'll be back next week with more 302010 Tell a friend, good night. I've
2: been devoting myself to your Monday to Monday and Friday to Friday. Not getting enough retribution or decent incentives to keep me at it. Starting to feel just a little bit. Like a coffee machine in an outfit uh, so I'm gonna go to my to get me a lover and tell you about it. <laughs>